Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with, oh yeah. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with, yes you did. You made it with, you made it with, oh yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Yes you did. What's happening weirdos? It's, uh, it's me, Pete. It's me, Peter. The host of the show, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. And we have uh, Whitney Cummings. What a, what a big get for us. I'm so glad that she took the time and went the distance. The full three-something? Three I don't know. You can see what it is. It's a big, long one because we had such a good time gabbing like gals, and she is a delight. And uh, this, this is very few plugs here up top, but I'm actually going to plug the show. How exciting is that? The TV show, The Pete Holmes Show, is going to be on four nights a week. Four nights a week. It's, uh, sorry if you're gluten uh, intolerant. It's four nights a week. <laughs> God, that's so bad. Uh, four nights a week, everybody, after Conan on TBS at midnight, starting October 28th. That's it. That's the first plug. The Pete Holmes Show, starting October 28th. I hope you love it. We just got back from uh, Houston. We were shooting some remotes at NASA and uh, with James Harden, a basketball man. Which was just so cool. So the, I'm so excited to see how those come together, and uh, and and for the show to be starting up here. Uh, well, other than that, Amazon. You can go to nerds.com, click on the banner, shop uh, on Amazon through the banner, and that supports the show. Go to youmadeitweird.com, get a T-shirt. Um, tour dates as they come up will be on PeteHolmes.com. We have a couple in Los Angeles. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area, and <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to cough, I'm, I'm getting sick. Other than that, uh, this is it, guys. Enjoy the episode. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, you know, I just, I just really, I like your body. Okay. Hi, Whitney. Hi. I would have bet a hundred, a hundred American that, that you would have been five minutes late. Never I didn't leave you waiting. Were you impressed or annoyed? I couldn't tell and I didn't know if I should apologize. With what? That you were got here before me. I don't know. No, not at all. <laughs> I didn't you, know. Were you impressed? No, I was actually <laughs> impressed. I was like, this motherfucker rolls in. Yeah. For his pot. I mean, there at 1 p.m. Yeah, no, I, I respect that. <laughs> but uh, but um, I, mm, I was running, uh, I hit traffic. Uh huh. So I'm normally here. Katie will tell you 15 minutes early. Um, no. Can I tell you something? And can I tell you something, too? Yeah. You first. No. No, I respect that. You got a fucking juice. I mean, it's just there's... Uh, you made it. I got my juice. Here's the thing. You've made it. Yeah. Here, you can have these. Thank you. If you want them. Yeah. It's like you're listening to the show. Have we started the show? Yeah. You just roll in and you just start. It's one of those shows. <laughs> what is... The, what is... I, I, we'll get into what the fuck this show is in a second, but I just am trying to figure out if you're successful. Well, it's what the fuck? Because you're so successful. If I'm successful. Yeah. Or the podcast is successful. Well, the pod... I don't know anything about podcasts. Or you, for that matter. <laughs> I just know that I... Went away for like three years to do a show, and I came back, and Pete Holmes was like the hot shit, well, everyone's favorite comic. Okay, and I've That's never, not the case. I've never met you before. I met you one time briefly. I don't know you at all. I don't You're know you at all. The only comic I don't know. I don't know you from Eve. So, That's yeah. not true. There's there's whole there's whole subsects of here. I'm gonna do that. Oh, I'm not loud enough. <laughs> You're pushing a microphone closer to Are me. Are you chosen? Am I chosen? Yeah. What does that mean? Are you Jewish? 
Oh, I thought that was like a program. I'm like, yes, I'm in every 12-step. That's how much of a narcissist I am. I'm like, yes, I am in a 12-step program. I have been chosen by the Lord to have this much pain. No, we don't know each other, and and the show is is somewhat popular. Yeah, I know. I I mean, you've got a press juice. Of course it is. I do have a cold press juice. You were a minute late for your own (laughs) No, I was exactly on time, as you said, at the buzzer. You were exactly on time. At the buzzer. I respect that. mm, Are you aware that this show is a long show? Uh, uh, I don't you know. are loud. That, I don't. And <laughs> is it racist that you're so loud that I asked if you're Jewish? Yeah, <laughs> is that, is that you, racist? By the way, I just wanted to stay away I think from that's that racist. Because I would have walked away being the racist one somehow. Yeah. Because you can do no wrong. You're yeah, the you golden would, boy right fun. now. Ooh. You're the gold. Just so oh, you I know. Really wa- I actually want to learn so much from you. I want I feel you like to know you what's coming. Teach me. People love you right now. Well. I, I don't know why ooh. yet. I don't know. I don't know why yet. We'll see. Where are you getting this? Um, just the buzz. <laughs> you got your finger on the pulse. The, blo- the blogs, the buzz, the comments. You have What's a actually, producer. I mean, you have a. This is, this what is Katie. Katie, you have a pretty She's lovely Jewish. producer. She's very quiet though. <laughs> she was on time. <laughs> um, there was a, you have a lovely producer for your podcast. That's in yeah. this this attic, which yeah. I know every com- comic has come in here and done an Anne Frank's attic joke. No, that's not that's not true. Oh, really? Maybe it's because I said the Jewish. Maybe because you said that you killed it. <laughs> Any opportunity for that? So I don't. I'm really just trying to figure you out. I'm really yeah. you're a riddle trapped in a rhyme. Does that bother you? I but I don't really know you either. Not at all. I, at all. But no. I, I don't really even know much about you which is exciting yeah. for me yeah that's one of my favorite types of episodes there's different episodes there's the friend episode where you have a friend you have on, a friend on and it's a bunch of inside like, jokes remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you yeah. let people in on them right. and then you have you know the last time i did one like this was aisha tyler i think somebody mm-hmm. that i didn't know at all mm-hmm. and you know it's not like we have to do that but we hit it off real nice yeah yeah no pressure no pressure um, I am like no the Aisha brag. Tyler You're of like comedy. The, the Waisha Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my question. See, that's, it's I jokes a, like that. I have, Can I put this to Now you? I get why Ooh. this is so popular. <laughs> Waisha Tyler? You're Waisha Tyler. Puns, puns. You should write for Two Broke Girls. You know what's funny? I totally could if I were filthy. I'm just kidding. I've never even seen it. Why did I, I make that Yeah, and I don't know your act either, but so you I, might be. <laughs> but I, I could be filthy. I... Pat Walsh, my uh-huh. good friend Pat Walsh, yes. writes on that show. Okay, yes. so I get all the Michael Patrick King stories. Oh, that's right. He always Morgan Murphy. I get yeah, all yeah, the yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. I know everything about. You have that. a lot of phlegmatic friends. Sunny, Sunny, Sunny. Lee. Yeah, you have, and it, yeah, yeah. You have, what 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 do you I have? Very phlegmatic friends. Phlegmatic. Yeah, like I want to learn that. Mellow friends. Oh. Mellow, funny friends. Well, Pat Walsh is one of the funniest people in the world. His Twitter feed really makes in me In fact, laugh. fuck you, because you <laughs> have him, because he was my first guy. I, I was like, I would I would have him be the head writer on my show. Yeah. We have Here's a wonderful head writer. I'm not but saying that's not the case. But you have a show. Hold on. Just, who are you? I just don't you? want... Why are you still doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a television Isn't that a Whitney show? Cummings move? To do what? I'm being no. serious. To keep going. By the way, doing podcasts is not a... I'm, I don't do podcasts. I I, yeah, I know. It's a confusing it's yes. It's not personal. I just, it's more no, like, it's not because my self seems too high. It's because my self seems too low. I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing on a podcast. I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yeah. you segued. You do it for two hours. Yeah. A well, day. we don't have to. I'd like to. I'd like to say that the podcast is over when the podcast is over. I just. So re- I, I resent. Uh, shows. Do I have a say in that? Yeah, you do. You absolutely <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. In fact, that's the whole point. <laughs> I don't understand people that say the podcast is an hour. I do people, other people's. I've said this a million yeah, times yeah, on the show. Yeah. I do other people's podcasts, and they hit an hour, O-P-P. and they just wrap it up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. wait! 
great. No, but I that you is, used to be able to hear it when I put my head on this mic, but then we anymore. got these nice new mics. Now to see succeed, I, I'm, I'm success is the death of comedy. I didn't know if you knew that. Sinbad. I actually <laughs> okay. I thought you were gonna say Seinfeld. S- like Seinbad. <laughs> no. What's the deal with crazy colorful pants? <laughs> What? Who are these people? That's oh an off- I'm offended by that black voice. But it was Sinbad. It wasn't I'm glad like you didn't do that on Aisha Tyler's. I, I did. That's how we opened. <laughs> did I have a? I often have racial dreams. Like I have dreams of getting called racist. That's how afraid of being called racist. Really? I am. That mm-hmm. means you probably are on some level racist. We all are. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, everybody yeah. is. No, I'm I think s- comedians will be very quick to ad- admit that they have some sort of inappropriate <laughs> feelings. Or well, thoughts. I, you know, it happens sexually too, I think, but I definitely, sexually? I, well, sexually, it's the same thing. It's like when you have sexually perverse feelings, you try to suppress them. Oh, and, and, they and come then they out. come out in, in weird ways. I think there's just nothing worse than me. I was thinking about Adam Carolla today, who gets called uh, a racist all the time. Uh-huh. I, and I, I honestly don't know yeah. him well enough. He yeah. did the show, he didn't say anything racist by my. Uh, I bet know. that was more than two hour show. We did it. We got, we went long, <laughs> and we were very happy that he yeah. went long. That he yeah. stayed. If you stay two hours, people will comment. Whitney did the full two. Oh, really? Like when John Hamm did the show, people were like, "He did the full so two. So why are you getting these guests? I don't know. If not, like who? What happened? Likeable fella. You're very. You are very likable. <laughs> you. But why? But here's the thing. I feel like this thing happens in podcasts where. Everyone's like, you got to do so-and-so's podcast. So-and-so yeah. did it. And then I'm like, yeah, I should do it. Yeah. Because well, then why? I don't want but them to don't. think I wasn't asked. Right. You but have I mean? you done Mark's? Mark Maron's? I have done Mark Maron's okay. podcast. Yeah. But I don't totally understand. Again, I don't understand the podcast. It's like comedians interviewing comedians. Yeah. It's talking to comedians during the day, which no one should ever do. Right. We always love a good 1 p.m. I know. It's like. But I'm you- funny during the day. And no, so are you. you are. You and no one knows. The day. <laughs> no one knows. I'm to like show a morning. <laughs> I'm a morning person. I, I resent having You're to not tur- a morning person. turn it on. I don't know in the you, evening. but I do know that. I'll tell you this. I was just in Montreal, and my flight was at 7 a.m. International flight, of course, yeah. Montreal. Yeah. So we, my pickup, it was at 5. 8 a.m. flight. Yes. 5 a.m. pickup. Yes. I'm, I, I wake up, and I'm, like, burning on anxiety. Way, you don't get points for that. <laughs> That's just being an adult. What? Having to wake up at 5. No, I, I was like, saying I it in a way. I did have five. to get up at 5. My pickup Again, was at 5. Again, I can't tell if you're successful or not. Well, not why? woken because up at 5 a lot? I have woken up at 5 a lot. <laughs> yeah. What I'm telling you is, when I wake up at 5, I feel alive five alive is what i say <laughs> well, i really that's do actually the time when when the sun comes up is when our adrenaline starts and that's when you're your most creative it's is this five and seven is when you're supposed to write no yes. see free podcasts people Between listen to this show for free <laughs> and they get that nugget you had to scour that's how what i feel about like intelligence and stuff yeah you, you had to scour yeah. who knows where you got that piece of shit <laughs> i've been googling, you've been googling for years and looking and then you just say it in conversation and other people get to shoplift it yeah, yeah. do you know the tens of thousands of comedians are going to be like, well, you should write between five and seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to do it. Year. Yeah. You're turn into some like. Well, that's the great fact. Bill Burr thing is a huh. minute a minute a week. I remember what we were doing uh, stand up together in New York, and he was yeah. like, I try and do a new hour. Yeah, I can't do it. Oh yeah, and I say that's impressive. He goes, it's a minute a week. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. It's not. It is, yeah. but it, we also, you and I both know that it's not a minute a week. Like yeah. you can't just write a freestanding minute. Yeah. Of well, if you're up. Bill Burr, you can probably write a minute. On Bill Burr, stage yeah. In a minute, Bill Burr leaves you a voicemail. He never has. I wish he would. But if yeah. he did, that's like a new three minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know no, what I mean? Like true. he just can't stop. But one of the reasons why I like the morning is because I'm anxious in the morning. Okay. So I wake up and I have that energy. Yeah. Like I, I, like I spend a lot of time putting on the armor of like trying to get over 
the pan the generalized panic I have about existence. You don't seem like a very panicked person. Well, that one of the reasons is because I'm open about my panic. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like that helps me calm you, down. Yeah, you are illuminating the darkness. Yeah, there you Carl go. Young. Keeping windows open. There it is. Pete like Holmes. It. Who's Carl Young? But the, Carl Young is a uh, Jay. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. The, Jung. Yeah, Jung. Yes. Jung. Carl Young. Yeah, I know yes. Carl Young. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying Jung. <laughs> Carl Jung's chicken, please. Why isn't there a Carl Jung's chicken? <laughs> it's be. a spicy fried chicken. <laughs> um, You're from the East Coast. Did you call it General Sows or General? I never called it. Anything. You just didn't. You didn't yeah, eat it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> you, wait, I'm on ch- television. I haven't eaten yeah, twelve years. I know. Camera ready. Yeah. Wait. So hold on, because CR. I do feel like this podcast <laughs> is just a way for people to get to know more about you. Well, yeah. Through other people? The show is about who I am with the guest. Yes. Yeah. Right? Oh, yep. good. So look at you. You have an agent and manager who no, 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 put no. this in a long line. No, I had agents and managers that, uh, you know, I they're fine. I have no yeah. problem with them, but they yeah. all, they didn't necessarily see that. Um, okay, so yeah. What I'm saying is I came up with that myself. Oh, good. Well, yeah. look at us. We're vibing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we're totally vibing. Wait, did you fire all your agents and managers? I fired a lot of, those? of them. I Woo! have in the past. <laughs> well, here's- I'm impressed that you transferred out of your college. See that right there? Yeah. If I'm looking at the history of your life, yeah. as I go, that right there is, is the beginning of a successful person. To me, to, to- there's a certain level of like, I'm, this isn't right. I'm going to move schools. I never would have. Enough is enough. I realized my school wasn't right for me freshman year, but yeah. then I was like, but my roommate's cool yeah. so i stayed yeah it's weird four I years fear. yeah see no 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 i see i it's weird i have very high self-esteem in some about what i deserve but not about what i date <laughs> so i have very high self-esteem wait fellas fellas probably it's weird oh I have you very... have that bit about don't look at me don't look at me don't look at me when um, the guy's coming something right? yeah you have some bit about yeah. guy either comes yeah what is it uh I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm such an, I'm so in it when I'm up there. I don't even know what my jokes are. I don't even know. Was that? I just remember seeing you at the improv, which is the, where recently, we met. Recently, it's new shit I'm working on. Yeah, so I don't. And I was like, who is this, fel- the guy that says, don't look at me, you whore, or yeah. something? Don't look <laughs> no, at me, you oh, whore. I know what you're talking about. Um, see, here's, this is exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do one of my jokes. I don't want you to. On a podcast. This isn't morning radio. I know, but I'm saying. <laughs> Where can we see you? I'm very confused about what my, the expectations are for Oh, a just podcast. to be real. Oh, on, my, on this show? Yeah, but you're this... very funny. Well, so okay. I, well, I appreciate it's that. N- nothing personal, but you're very funny. <laughs> And no offense, so you are creating a vibe conducive to funny yuckery. Yeah, you want to yuck it up. You want to. Well, you like, want to. You want to have some fun. It feels like there needs know. to be some tomfoolery, but then I feel like everyone says you go into podcasts and you do don't try to be funny. Right. Well, you know? we're not trying to be funny. Not a trying big, anything. Yeah, there you go. That's so com- that's so mainstream of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just had I I had dinner with a heckler recently, right? <laughs> so yeah, isn't that this what sounds like mean? a one act play? No, that's sweet. Isn't that crazy? Okay, so I was in Montreal okay. and I was with my friend Oren and my friend Oren's friend uh, and her friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this other person that none of us know. She's friends of a friend yeah. of a friend, yeah. and she was at uh, Moshe Kasher's TV taping and heckled him. At the TV taping, and he said, "Be quiet forever" to her, <laughs> and that which is great because, like, you don't even have time. You're doing like yeah. six minutes. Yeah. It's at the gala. The gala. It's like yeah, three thousand yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This crazy bitch is heckling, <laughs> and he says, What's "Be she quiet saying? forever." 
She was like doing that sort of thing that uh, I kind of associate with an over-enthusiastic kid from Brooklyn where yeah. it's like participating yeah, too much. Yep, yep, yep. It wasn't necessarily like you suck. It was just like answering questions. I think she lifted her shirt up and right. stuff like too much Look at me, look at right. me participation. Right. So why did I bring this up? I had dinner with a heckler, and yes. I got a little glimpse into... She said, uh, stand-up isn't as funny... There's nothing funny about a guy on stage trying to make me laugh. I'm funnier with my friends just telling stories, she uh-huh. said. And I, I wanted to light her on fire yeah. right there. Yeah. And it goes back to what we were just saying. This is why I brought it up. Is yeah. Nobody's trying to make anybody laugh. And I'm not trying to make you do bits. Yeah. It's all about... That's the attitude yeah. and what you have on stage. Yeah. Is It's an invitation... To laugh at what I think is funny. It's yeah. an invitation. I'm not trying to persuade anybody. Yeah. You fucking bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got so mad at her. And, and then I gave her the business. I really laid it out why she should stop heckling forever. Really? And then I looked right at her and said, don't come to my show, which I was really pleased with. I'm very non-confrontational. I like that. Yeah, it's not a bad story. It's not a bad story. But do you it's feel that story. similar? Like, you're not making anybody laugh. No, I and think... you're not doing bits on the show. We're just being here. Wait, right? you mean doing? St- are we talking about stand up yeah, or are we talking well, about here? Your philosophy on comedy, I suppose. My philosophy on comedy is you do. The goal is for people to laugh at you. Yeah. I see. I think this might be what differentiates. I'm always interested when you ask me to do the show. I'm always like, oh, now he's asking mainstream comics. Oh, I see. We get this a lot. Your your boy Chris D'Elia did this about a year ago. So right. we've been having your mainstream folk on for well, a long no, time. Well, no, but I'm just interested because I'm always interested in all what it means to be an alternative comic and what it means to be a mainstream comic and what all that means. And blah, blah, blah. Sure. And I'm always asking people about it. Yep. And I always wonder why I'm not considered an alternative comic. It's just where you go up. It's just where you go up. You don't think it has anything to do with it does a little how bit. hard you try or how much you care or oh, okay. I, I understand what you're saying. How That's very you dress, or or you know that sort of thing. No, I do understand what you're saying, and, and how much you try yeah. is interesting. Yeah. In my the club scene might suit your type. It sounds like you're a little bit more type A. Is very. that true? Yeah, Incredibly. yeah, very type A. I believe if people are paying money to come see you perform, you deliver. Deliver. I understand delivering. Yes. Yeah. But that those are the I, I pride myself not, on. But that's not saying I'm going to do something that I don't think is funny or good to right. try to make someone laugh who would you know plenty of people pay to see me and don't you know and, right you know like but you're it's not for lack of your effort or yeah. you're not phoning it in yeah I I you're taking ownership over the fact that people in the audience got a, a babysitter like something got, you know and they're I mean? valeting yeah. and you know whatever. it's an expensive but, night and I also it's it is also a job. You know, it's many things. It's an right. artist. Where are we getting this? What was your dad like? Is your dad my like dad, crazy work ethic? Where are we dad, picking up the work if ethic? He would call me back. Um, <laughs> but no, but but what do you mean? You have a call out here's to your what, dad. Here's what, he's on, I'm on his call sheet. He's very busy. I'm working on it. Um, but wait a second. Yeah. It, this is something that's interesting. Maybe this mm. is. I always like to have some kind of expectation or goal or when any t- type of interaction. Oh, with don't don't get me started know. on that. I'm going to ask you about new uh, agey stuff later. Great. I love. Bring it. I I'm mean, we've only we've got intention. three more hours. <laughs> I love to see your little notepad. Of, yeah, that looks like. Have, a, is that your vision board? What? Is yeah. That? No, I don't have vision boards. Although I don't think they don't work. This, I don't think they don't work. I'm saying that correctly. So you think they work? I think they might work. Yes. You're not against them. I'm not against see, them. See, that's so. Alt 
to it's just instead of just saying uh, instead of just saying I think it works, you're like I don't think they don't work. Uh, I don't. And you to- kind of sang it, which is something we call alt hack, which is when you sing. Uh, it's it's the hack of the alt scene. It's to sing your. Act? It's one of them. We have a list of alt hack things, and I really shouldn't empower alt the hack. other side with these. <laughs> I don't think that there should no, be I any don't. kind of alt. That's, pers- that's why I'm telling but I think you there is. I don't think there should. Where be, but are I think you there hanging is. out? That's, I don't that's- hang out anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm working. I know. I understand. But that's last comic standing. All right. Like when I hang out with uh, people who were on last comic, mm-hmm. ugh, people who <laughs> use the term "past" yeah. with a lot of pride, yeah. where you're working, ask you how much you're getting up, and all that sort of yeah. shit. That's what I associate with the club scene. That that really makes my dick very soft. Yeah. yeah. What makes your dick soft <laughs> is the guys in the plaid with beards that aren't trying. No. I, no. None of no? that. None of it. All comedy makes my dick hard. All of it. Yes. Nothing makes my dick soft. <laughs> what makes my dick soft is because I don't know where I belong, and I feel like I just. That's yeah. I, here's the thing. I love comedy for some ridiculous reason. I still like it. Yeah, good. And I still like comics and like. But then when people are like, "Oh, you're doing Pete Holmes co- podcast? Is that the alter? Isn't that the alter?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I know. I, I think f- you're funny. Yeah. I think we're all just comics. Like, what, I just, it's very interesting to me to break us into two parts: Republican, Democrat, right? And that there's there is. I don't like the assumption that when someone tries too hard or is on TV or works at a certain club that they're not as funny right. as someone working at another club, right? And I don't think. You know, working at a club or getting paid for what you do is shameful. Right. I understand. But you're a product of your environment. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. So when you go up at the Laugh Factory, which is yeah. my... Go- and I like the Laugh Factory. Yeah. I, I perform there. Uh, it's, I'm not shitting on it. But when you go up there every night, or any club for yeah. that matter, you're learning to deliver... All right. Yes. So you're going to you're going to toughen up. You're going to remove some vulnerability probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. who's in front of you? Yeah. Dates. Yeah. People that are dropping $35 yeah. for the tickets and, yeah. and and have food in their fucking faces yeah. and drinks and they did valet and they're angry. Yeah. Or you come here on Wednesday and everybody's just like a lot happier and listening a lot more intently. That's what it is. That's that's so food interesting cuz I that's food service <laughs> is you don't become a comic cuz you hate Foods. Are, uh, if you're gonna become stand-up comedian, you better get real comfortable with watching people eat yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. wings, weird, terrible pizzas, and, and stuff. Che- blue cheeses and and shit. I'm a big believer in delivering, yeah, but I'm also a big believer in like I loved. I, oh, that's not true. Yeah, I respect Dave Attell. He's not my favorite. Yeah, he's not my favorite. I, I respect him very deeply. But yeah. the reason I point out that he's not my favorite is he's yeah. so many club guys as favorites. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a destroyer. Yeah, he goes on stage and he's undeniable. Yeah. But that doesn't win me. What undeniability wins you? doesn't win me? Like really seeing somebody. So you're you look at Michael Phelps and you're like he's not that good, you guys. Ah. He might be by by the democracy that has voted, right. the math that has proven right. he is the best. Right. Not enough for me. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> uh, well, I, I love Steve Martin a million times more than I would uh, that, that I love Dave Attell. I'm sorry to keep. Well, I'm not trying to be generationally very different. Yeah, but where where would Steve Martin be going up now? It was the troubadour in San Francisco in the in the seventies uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, but so it would be is, here. It, but are it you, wouldn't be the check spot at the Comedy Cellar, right? So you sort of categorize comics based on where they go up. Because here's the thing: I would go up 
at UCB. I right. would go up at Largo. No one asked me to. Right. I'm sure I could sell some tickets. Right. You know, I'm sure I could be funny there, but it's like a, it's like a click thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I'm not gonna bomb See, at UCB. I understand. And I think what we're shedding a little bit of light on when I hear you speaking about it, and I, I, I don't think I can analyze you, so don't think I'm trying to really oh, love, get into it. <laughs> I love that shit. But yeah, I, I do, what I'm hearing is some of that us and them sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's the same thing I've talked to like Dane Cook about, like why I won't go up at UCB. He's a little bit different. because You won't people, go up at UCB? No, Dane doesn't. Oh. Dane's, Dane is, you know, hated. Like people hate on him unfairly, I, I would say. Yeah. But like, so when he goes, people will actually probably deflate their expectations. But I think that if, you see, if he goes up at you, well, this is what's interesting. I yeah. think it, it has to do with because if Dane went to UCB which he does and I promoted think, well, it I'm sure people would go to see but him see, that's the thing is UCB is selling out anyway so, UCB is unannounced yeah. like UCB is a, a Monday night I was just there on Monday 11pm yeah. show yeah. lying around the block yeah. has nothing to do with selling tickets yeah. I wasn't even on the bill not that I'm like that huge so they draw. don't promote it it's, it's not like, promoted it was just that's crash test and it's Monday at 11 and it's right, sold out right 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 that's right. what UCB is but the difference is yeah. Dave Attell is the product of his environment in that Fuck David Tell. I, I, I don't want to shit on anybody or be negative because uh, I did say that he's tremendous. He's yeah, no, tremendous. agreed. You haven't shit right. on anyone okay. so far. It's a uh, yeah, later. So you know, later, we're I will. Good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're clean. We're, 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 we're clean. getting there, but so far, somebody goes up on stage and learns how to integrate like drunks. People learn how to integrate hecklers. You become a warrior. You become a warrior. Yes. Or you become like this weird, like when David Tell or some club guy yeah. puts on a jacket, like a uh-huh. sport jacket, and yeah. is in a theater, yeah. the act doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. It should be 2 a.m. Yeah. And we should be in the cellar and well, I should be drunk. I think it's, I think it's, that's the wonderful thing about stand up. Number one, you never have the same show twice and you have to be able to perform in any given environment you know whether it's on stage at the comedy store which is a relatively dangerous environment whether it's on stage at Laugh Factory which is usually pretty safe and mm-hmm. you know people from Pasadena who are for the most part behaving themselves in the first show the second show they get a little more drunk or UCB which is you know a lot of bloggers who are very opinionated and love sure. community yeah and uh, <laughs> or if it's a fucking tent at Bonnaroo at four in the afternoon or if it's a corporate gig where you have to be totally clean I think that as a comic like you know, if you if you're a painter, you're gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna paint a big house. I'll paint a small house. I'll paint a house in the suburbs in the city. Like you just do as much as you can. I don't. Be- yeah. I believe that stand up should be dangerous and it should be a tightrope walk. And it should. We should. We are warriors. And I think that the more safe the environment, the less comedy is. Stand up is happening. I love what you just said, and that that's incredible. And I want to say fucking. I think it should be. I think it should be. That's how what stand up is. It's war. We don't. We don't say I went out there and dazzled the audience. We say I killed. Right. We say I destroyed. I annihilated. Or Or I I died. This is a violent, very dangerous. No, I understand. This is like boxing. It's fucking. It's fucking. I understand. And guys that dress like they're girl, like not girls, but like in touch with their feminine side, like uh, neutral. What what do I mean by that? Not girls, but like kind of like asexual, non-threatening guys are dressing that way to get laid. So at the end of the day, everybody's fucking. Everybody's dressing kind of like a nerdy guy to get laid or everybody's dressing like. Do you think a nerdy (laughs) guy, would you consider yourself a nerdy guy? No. Okay. We're in a comic book store. So I have no. No, Who are you? I know. I know. I know. Um, But I'm you. I don't fit in anywhere. And I never did. I say something that I think you'll like that people have heard on the show before before we get into who is and who isn't a nerdy guy. Alt rooms, to me, alt rooms just means not in a comedy club. Not in a comedy club. Which is, by the way, interesting. Sorry. When I first started doing comedy, which for some reason we were not in the same 
I maybe a little like we just I didn't yeah. meet meet you when I was coming up. Well, where were you? I was around in New York. No, I was here. I've only been here three years. Okay, that's why. Yeah, you're from Chicago. I started in Chicago. Okay, I just I did look at me. I can't believe you knew that. I know. I'm I flattered. just googled you in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically. I started doing rooms yep. because I couldn't do clubs because I wasn't past at clubs. So I was doing... Even you saying past made me want to throw up a little bit. See, why? I just hate it. I hate the you guys... You have to take a test to drive a car. I know. You Comedy, you should have to pass. Smoking in front of the club. Yeah, I'm past here. They know the name of the but booker. Yeah, like, uh, Tony really likes me, says I can do the dirty show. Well, this is... <laughs> yeah, your- <laughs> maybe I'll let you host. Maybe I'll let you host if you... you got to do some FaceTime. By the way, this is the... If, if every career... <laughs> Career. This is, has the least obstacles of any career. I agree. Having to be passed is you don't I have to agree. go to medical school for. I just years. I don't think this is what you were doing. It certainly wasn't what you were doing. Yeah. I just hated how people always used it. Yeah. I hated the feeling of not being yeah. passed, and I didn't get into comedy to have another dick slapping me. Well, around. here's a thing that's and interesting. I do mean a dick. A di- and I do mean a dick. <laughs> I like. I think that's why you're so likable. I got it. Um, well, that dick. Dick. It's like you're so. You're like such a fucking cartoon. (laughs) It's this. Comedians, Mm. we don't have a lot of things to hold on to status-wise. It's like, what as a comedian can you show to that, that, how can you prove you're successful? The rooms you play, because I notice now that I'm putting a tour together, everyone's Mm -hmm. like, you should do big theaters, big theaters, because that's what comics who aren't on TV, that's how they show their success. The Mm -hmm. bigger the theater, the more successful they are. Mm -hmm. You know, which is not true in a, in a lot of ways but saying I'm past you know it's like someone who seeks validation for a living yep. and only gets to do what they do for like 20 minutes a night like what other job do you only get to do what you do for 20 minutes know, or just, art yeah. is probably a better example because most people only probably want to do their job for 20 minutes a day right. whereas we want to do it all day and we only have like 20 minutes a night if you're going up every night right you know so the rest of the day you're just trying to figure out a way to get that same feeling back yes or and to figure out where you fit. have some sort of like string tied to it is like the word past. Yeah, it's you know what I mean. I'm pa- like, what else are you? How else are you going to find validation within your sort of community? Yeah, you know. I hate club bookers. Yeah, I hate clubs. Yeah, I hate gatekeepers. Yeah, I do love access. I, I, I will admit I it. Why that, am I yeah. being? Why am I being so emotional about this? Yeah, is because I want to be passed everywhere. Yeah, somewhere underneath this friendly fellow cartoon yeah. guy is a huge motherfucking ego. But that's here's like, what's interesting. You. This is why like, you and people I are say, different. come to the comedy store and they'll and they'll throw you up and give you and watch me. You're gonna yeah. watch me. Yeah, this is why. But no, watch but, me burn this, this place is down. This is interesting to me because <laughs> you seem to me like someone who has a lot of. Like validity and and instant acceptance among comics and among uh, club people, whereas I, that did not happen for me. I and and you have a lot of acceptance in television and and all this other. Sh- you're, you're like a cool guy. I was never a cool guy, so I never got. You are. I don't know why. I still haven't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I don't think you deserve it. I don't think it's it. right. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't, you don't deserve it. No, you're wonderful. I no, totally it's okay. get Please it. Speak you're, really. But. <laughs> I, I, this was, um, I guess six years ago. Do you remember Live at Gotham? Yes. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. Uh, every year they would do, it was basically like Evening at the Improv or like, you know, modern day for people who are listening that don't care at all. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, they, basically there was 130 comics that would do like 10 episodes, some, a bigger comic would host it and then it would be like five comics got right. to do six minutes for right. these hour specials. I showcased twice. Didn't get it once. Never got it. 
these bookers, mm-hmm. the people, gatekeepers. Who, the gatekeepers, who I, I totally agree, they've never done stand up in their lives, probably don't even know who Lenny Bruce is, probably can't, <laughs> na- you know, recite one George Carlin joke all of a sudden now as a gatekeeper of what's mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, 130 comics, I was not chosen. Mm-hmm. Can you even name? Can you name twenty yeah. comics? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember being like, "What do you mean?" Uh-huh. The next year, one hundred and thirty comics again, not picked. I did great at both of my sets. Right. I always think I bomb. I did phenomenally well those yeah, two yeah, sets. Yeah. Drove out to Irvine, didn't get it. Then right. did the roast, right. and then Comedy Central said, "Can you, you know, right?" Can we give you a half hour? I was like, fuck you, you can give me an hour. You know, so it's like, I know, I know, I've got the, I've got so much more anger than you will ever understand, than you'll ever fathom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess, you know. But so do I. Yeah. And that's what the word pass reminds me of. Yeah, but I also think that these gatekeeps are actually very important. I'm big on the universe. I'm big on like everything. Okay, we're going to get into it. I'm big on that most comics move too fast. Mm-hmm. I moved too fast. These gatekeepers, although they have no idea what you're, they're doing and they're making completely arbitrary decisions, sometimes it seems like. Yep. No ever, no comic was ever too ready, except Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? A lot of these, there's so many young comics getting I know so a lot many opportunities. These gatekeepers are probably good yep. in some ways. You yep. know what I mean? Sure. You know, because... You know, I definitely got, I, I definitely, they could have gatekeeped me a, a little longer in the clubs. Well, you were three years in when you got the variety thing and stuff, right? Top 10 comics to watch. Top 10. I was 10 years in. I'm not saying that. Yeah. By the way, no, I want to be I very clear. I'm it. not saying like, fuck you. I was on There's... it with Frank Caliendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit is so arbitrary. None of it matters. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, it truly doesn't matter. You right. know, it just truly doesn't matter. But but I, I guess what it is is there are okay so it's this beautiful independent thing yeah. where stand ups and and where it's very empowering to go like I'm going to take my thoughts and my words and I'm going to yeah. write them down and I'm going to present them and then I'm going to get this instant gratification and it's this beautiful almost like Native Americans living on a countryside <laughs> sort of just rolling hills. That's not beautiful. That's a drunken, <laughs> violent, horrible skin. <laughs> People are getting scalped. One of the nicer ones. Yeah. One of okay. the nicer ones. You know there were different ones. Gambling. No, they all seem pretty similar. Rape Raping, scurvy. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's I, a Rorschach test that I just failed. What that I said, you Native said Americans, in, yeah, you said and Native you were American. like rape, it's like this alcohol. <laughs> I'm picturing everybody just loving the earth. No, okay. I'm picturing me like too, me too. an isolated one that's not a, not feuding with anybody. Right, right. Oh, but they're gonna get it later a when Disney some one. mean one comes. Pocahontas, and gets them. the Disney, yeah, version. Pocahontas one. Yeah. So it's beautiful and it's self sufficient and it's and it's uh, it's fulfilling. Yeah. The, the better you do it, stand up. The kind of better you're doing it, knowing yourself. There's yeah. something beautiful about that. And yeah. then in comes status and in comes ranking and in comes clubs yeah. and in comes more so because I probably because I have been treated well yeah. by, you know, uh, some of the people that we were kind of alluding to is uh, club owners. I, I, I can't stand them because then they, they just yeah. started fucking it up and they start passing people and not yeah. passing other people. Yeah. Why do you think they pass some people and not other people? But I mean, OK. Hint, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite. There was a Beavis and Butthead book, and it had this word jumble. Like it was like a fine uh, word scramble, and it was like, "Can you find the hidden words?" And then it said, "Hint, no." <laughs> and there were no words in it. They made very good that. sure that this there were is no a words. Completely masturbatory exercise. Hint, like no. <laughs> well, I'll, I, I mean, I don't want to go into into an obvious place with you, but like when I see three years in stand up, and yeah. by the way. 
I, I do a lot of work. You want to talk about new agey stuff. I do a lot of training and work to like be filled with light yeah. and love. It's, yeah. an, it's an effort and yeah. it's a muscle. Yeah. So when somebody like uh, shoots up quickly, we call it comedy cancer. I started with Aziz. People that hated on Aziz aren't doing comedy anymore. They're all done. They stopped. Not all the of them. The people that hated him? Hated him real hard. The ones that were like, oh, that's fair. If like you angry. hate any comic, you fuck. get out. That's right. You should. Th- there's but so many people do. But it, I understand that. But it's it's like I, I, oh oh uh, tr- trust me. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is like you know there's 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 room for everyone. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the people that hate the more successful ones. Like, take the time you're spending hating and talking shit and sitting around all day and sitting backstage and talking about how he doesn't deserve this and he... Just go write some jokes hmm. and fucking get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. who knows where Aziz is going to be in three years? Who knows what... You know what I mean? Well, that's what that's what Bill Burr... I say it as many times as I can. I wrote him one of those emails. I'm sure you get these emails. I get these emails about Facebook or whatever, somebody asking for advice. I can't reply to all of them, mm-hmm. but Bill replied to one of mine. Like, I wrote him. Yeah. And he said, keep your head down don't be a dick and you'll get in and that's what he said and it's also what's your definition of getting in like what do you i i, I also feel like comics i know who are successful still don't have everything they want well, so they, they well, have the same mentality now they have when they were open micers right. doing this you know the back room at miyagi so right. she's like well i deserve this i deserve right. this it's like well okay you're insatiable right you know at what point are we going to stop you know and it's interesting because we're not a team Right. We're we're all running a marathon, and we all I, th- I feel like there's this sort of symbolism of well, who's getting ahead and who's getting right. ins- instead of us all being on a team together. Whereas I think that my sitcom, you know, I felt like everyone was like, oh fuck her, she got a sitcom. And I think that for what it's worth, like I do think a lot of people started getting deals after that. Mm. You know, it was all of a sudden it was like, oh, comics Rising star on shows again. Not that my show did great or whatever, but it was right. like. All of a sudden, it just opened up the doors. Well, that's again. what I told Dane. I said pe- more people came to my uh, college shows because they thought it might be somebody like you. Yeah, exactly. It's completely so it true. helps. But other Dane pe- does help. Other it's people the rising being successful tide helps everybody. All the boats. So exactly. Yeah, yes. that's the more poetic Fucking version. The, the... Singing punchline. <laughs> and then you have to say ninjas. It's really you have. And to then s- two ninjas came out. Singing is oh my god, ninjas. Yeah, ninjas are unicorns. Ninjas, Tinder, yeah. Vine, yeah, Facebook, yeah, 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 top. Yeah. Typical, ah, social networking. Uh, I, let me check my notebook. I'm guilty of so many of them, by the way. I'll throw in a Vine reference because I don't have a have, I don't have somewhere else to go. I just feel like I think this is what it is. To be perfectly honest, some of my favorite comics are categorized as like alt comics, whatever that means. I just feel like there's this, and this could be my paranoia. There's this assumption that we all have in comedy, or that most people have that and I think a lot of TV executives have as well, which is that America is stupid. Americans are stupid. Yes. People the flyover are stupid. Yep. Therefore, the yep. more Americans you can make laugh, the worse a comic you are. So when you become mainstream, if those retards like you, sure. you must not be that good. Right. Which I believe is... I, I do not believe America's stupid. I tour constantly, and I get to meet people, and when I look at my Twitter... Hey, Whitney! I, <laughs> That's not America. I know, I know. That's not but It would be America. great if that's what you're thinking. I know, but that's not. It's like people in <laughs> LA. <laughs> people, by the way, that's. 
that's what you actually sound like. Oh, that's what I sound yes. like? That's my true voice? Yes, you're doing an impression of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, like your show. You are, you are so much more ridiculous <laughs> oh. than any American you can ever I know, make I know. <laughs> and I'm way weirder and stupider <laughs> and gullible. You're not stupid and you're not gullible. No, I don't really believe I'm stupid. But you I have think. a very... um. Don't stop what? it. No. I... What? I'll allow it. I'm not gonna <laughs> stop it. Just to... <laughs> no. You you have a very you are very lovable. Oh God! I thank think that's you. why. Um, but um, but yeah, I don't think Americans are stupid, and I think comedy is a democracy. Yes. And the more people you make laugh, the more those are votes. Laughs are votes, and that's it. So you don't get to say. See, that's what I say when I. Sorry. You don't get to say Dane Cook's not funny. That's right. You just it's it's not allowed you're not allowed to say it. It's just not true. I agree. I think there's a little bit of a defense mechanism where you see someone like Dane destroying in Madison Square Garden and you're like, "Well, those are the idiots." You know what I mean? Instead of going like, "I could never do that." And just right. owning the fact that you right. if you on that same stage would do terribly. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I would yeah, be yeah. like, "Those are rubes." And I have a little yeah. bit of snobbishness. It's something that yeah. I don't like. Yeah. But if I do badly, I'll tend to be like, "Well, these people are idiots." Yeah. I, I just did The Laugh Factory. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite lines ever. Yeah. I say, isn't it weird that I say Mr. Peanut and we all picture the same billionaire peanut, right? Uh-huh. That's the joke. Yeah. And I sometimes close on it. Uh-huh. It's funny. It's cute. <laughs> it's on It's on character. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that I would think. It's it's. What it's, does that mean, on character? You have a character? Do no, it's just, it's just, it's it's true to me. It's on brand. It's on brand. It's I, honest. I, it's honest. Yes. That's another way of just saying honest. Yeah. It's like, that's obviously... That's a peep thought. It's not yeah. for somebody else. It's for him. Yes. He's interested that I Wait, say Mr. Peanut. are you speaking Peanut. in first person? I am talking about myself a little bit like a commodity. <laughs> it's a little bizarre. Okay. This is, I feel like... It's I, weird, right? I'm really trying to figure this out. What happened I while know. I was gone? Just now, oh, the three How years you were gone? How successful are you? Not that successful. Okay. Not, not successful all. enough to talk about yourself in first person. Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But I did. And that. I'm the least successful guest you've had. No, no, no. You're you're you were a weird get. <laughs> you're a bizarre yes. <laughs> no, well, then happy. I would. Come on, Johnny Ham did the show. You have to, and you call him Johnny. Unbelievable. Johnny Ham. I mean, this called is him a, Johnny Drapes in the interview. But the, <laughs> Donny Drapes. Here's but, the. Oh. But you. But you. I also when we were scheduling this, mm. I was like, okay, you know what. I don't do podcasts, not because I, I'm above them or anything like that. Yeah. I just don't know what is expected of me in a podcast. Sure. So it's like, I don't know. And then you do one and then you have to do everybody's and everyone, you know, and then everyone's, it's, you should do peace. I'm like, great. You know what? I'll do Pete's. Yeah. I felt like I was, you know what? I'm not going to be a diva. I love comedy. I love comics. I saw him once. I thought you were so funny. Okay. I'd love like to meet this. you. Yes. I hear you're so great. Need this it. will be fun. Mm-hmm. And then my person is scheduling it, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, fine. I feel like I'm stooping. I'm like, how about this date? He comes back. He's not available that date. He can do this day or this day. And I'm like, uh, how about this one? He can't do one o'clock. It was like a nightmare to schedule with you. What the fuck are you doing? Why are well, you so I was, busy? I was touring a lot. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, it, it, took me, it took weeks to schedule it. I know. I was like, what I the know. fuck is this guy doing? It's so funny. The other thing I was going to tell you. You're about- like, Pete's unavailable for his podcast because he's touring. <laughs> You're fucking first person. I'm sure it was an acupuncture appointment. So you do a lot a of, you do, you do acupuncture. There's a couple things I'm going to say. Why are you so stressed 
out. What I'm are you doing? Out. Oh, I'm not stressed out. Well, why are I'm you making a run at the best life, life ever. That's what oh, I'm doing. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really I like going that. for That's, it. I feel like there's this new wave of comics. Not yeah. it, even if we were part of the old wave, yeah. where everyone's got their shit together. It used to be like eight. I think that's true. We were all like doing. Well, I wasn't. Whatever, drinking, doing blow. Well, being that, SNL is the uh, is the you know the flagship of this conversation. Meaning, like the schedule is still for all coked up people but yeah. it, nobody's doing that anymore yeah, it's all exactly. just like clean cut but married even comics, people like when i got into comedy like whatever nine ten years ago it's like i'd be the comedy star everyone was drinking and like yeah. t- smoking pot and everyone has like jamba juice and we all juicing. watched behind the music we all got it yeah. you know well, what i mean I think <laughs> we something like, oh. changed oops i think something changed when greg died i was just gonna say people were dying and and patrice died yep you know, Colin, Colin got in great shape. Jim Norton, all these guys yeah, yeah, started yeah. getting sober, quitting smoking. Right, right, right. You know? Right. It's not, because it's also, it's like, it's so weird to me. And I think, getting back to this in the beginning, like, this is something I, if I feel like if I have any goal of things to talk about with you, since you don't know me at all, it'd be interesting to I knew know. you changed schools. You did. Yeah. You you only read the first like two lines of my Wikipedia page. I was like, I can't. like, fuck this, I'm too busy. Pizza ah, unavailable. To, I have this. to go to my. Then I got to career and I was like, I don't have all day. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you should have all day, just so you know. Oh, I do have all day, but you I absolutely I had should. to meditate. I wanted to go on a walk. You meditate, you go yeah, we'll get to into Chelsea that. Peretti. I think I, I know yep. about these walks. Yep. Chelsea walks. You go on acupuncture appointments. Mm-hmm. You must have massage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not fucking around. So what happened? We'll get into you? that. Okay. We'll get into <laughs> that. I want to. Here's a couple things. One of the things uh-huh. about alt alt rooms I was going to say to you. Yeah. Was the, and we've said this a million times on the show. Yeah. How many episodes have you done? A <laughs> hundred and blah blah. Really? Yeah, hundred and fifty. Yeah. I think. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. I know. It's I'm, a lot. I'm getting back into things. One sixty nine. This wow. would be 169. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. And the re- and we're going to once a week because I want to be able to keep doing it while the show's on. We'll get to that. I yeah, want we'll to, get I, to your career. I, no, I want to hear okay. about your career and I want okay. and selfishly I'd like but to hear about Let's I, finish this because you are yeah. a you are a um you are mm. a sprite. Yep. You are an effervescent. <laughs> I really like this. You Lemon are, lime soda. You totally marketed are. towards black people. You are very pissed. <laughs> since 1998. <laughs> I was just talking to a black friend of mine. Just, when see, did they start look doing at you. That? You 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 need to we need to work on your focus. Oh no. Less acupuncture, <laughs> less massage. You need uh-huh. more focus. Because here's the thing. I just do not like that there's a stigma against people that work hard and try. I'm getting that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People are always like, You work so hard and I'm like, What else am I gonna do? This is my job. You know what's interesting? Why is that so embarrassing? I'm gonna tell you something. Why should I be ashamed of that? Everyone's like, Oh, you work hard. I, I think I have a response. I don't know if it's the answer. Okay. This is something that... Hint. Uh, there is no answer. <laughs> hint. No. Oh, you have to tell me what your thing was. Hint. Zach Galifianakis and Mark Marin to me, are two very alt comedians, okay? Okay. Meaning uh, they have a lot of vulnerability and they're doing something that requires people to be seated and listening yeah. to, to do. Mark won't... He can deliver. He's a comic. Yes, you know what I mean? Zach can also deliver. They can both yeah. throw it into gear. Yeah. But um, what were you just saying that made me About think About trying this? hard. Okay, Zach told me, and this comes up on the show a lot, he yeah. said to me, I was trying to record my album and nobody would give me an hour. So I was recording at 10, 15 minutes at a time at this great show at UCB and it was costing me a good amount of money at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was going to edit it together into one super album. Wow. And he was like, uh, and then I was like, then it'll be perfect. And then he said, you, should, you shouldn't try so hard. And and I really took that to heart. I realized that I was trying too hard. Here's my response. Yeah. I don't sit down and write. 
I riff from the stage. So does Bill. So do a lot of good people. Yeah. Riff from the stage. Never sit down and focus. Yeah. Do I lose some things? Do I, should I listen to my sets more? Yes. But I've made a decision that it's more valuable to yeah. stay in this rarefied play area mm-hmm. where I don't take things seriously, where I'm just a kid with a with a gun belt and yeah. no pants and a cowboy hat taking yeah, yeah. a shit in the lawn in Falmouth, Massachusetts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that sense of play and yeah. not working and not taking it too serious coupled with that gross flaming ego that we talked about that does take care of business, yeah. that does make moves and, and, and is hard on me. That's yeah. like you need to be getting up more or whatever. Yeah. But like, I think is that. Is but that I think anything? that's a that's a beautiful that's incredibly poetic. <laughs> You're very eloquent. Well, boot. Um, I was naked as a cowboy. As but a I think that no, she's still naked as a cowboy. You can't see. But um, no, but I think that's but I think that that's the point. I think there's room for everyone, and everyone when you're on that stage for 15, 20 minutes or your hour, you're entitled to do whatever the fuck you want. Sure. And that's what stand up is. And we shouldn't all be the same. We shouldn't all have Absolutely. the same approaches. We shouldn't all have the same jokes. We shouldn't all have the same like interactions with the audience or whatever you choose to do. But right. there's just this like, you know this judgment on other people's shit. You know what it's it, just, with comics, it's like we feed on our own. It's like, well, he's fucked. It's just like, who cares? Why are you even watching him? Right. Just go, go outside. Go I home. I agree. Yeah. Why, why are you even why watching Why are him? you even watching other comics? Like, to me, it's like, I now, when I first started, I didn't watch comics because I was too afraid that I was going to start imitating other comics. Yep. And I also didn't have time because I was trying to figure out who the fuck I was, mm-hmm. you know, and that takes a lot of work. Some people figured out, you know, I, I now realize that you need to have a life in order to write about a life. And I think before I was... That's very, what we say on the show. Oh, you is have that to, true? I say almost every episode, you have to live a life worth commenting on. You know what? Let me just come clean. I've listened to every 169 <laughs> episodes. I'm you the are, biggest fan I've heard of acting. I love it. Um, well, <laughs> um, what can I say? 40 episodes of a sitcom. Yeah, really helps okay. you hone your chops. Crystal is chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not categorized into chest hair face. It's all one. It's just hair. Hair. It's he's just, just hair. He's just been. He, he, he ran wet <laughs> through a dog barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're going to go very far in and your we'll life. be right back and, you're like, and that's something we say a lot on the show every episode we do no, a dog no, barbershop no, no 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 please stay but that's wonderful I mean it's like I feel like I have to work very hard to feel spontaneous on stage you know because I feel right. like I've crafted myself like a safety net like I'm like I, I like to write jokes and I also like but like, that's why you shot so fast you did 10 years of work in three years, yes, arguably. Yeah, it took I, me was, ten- I was doing like five spots a night. Right. And I was doing stand-up all day in terms of I was writing all day and listening to my sets because all I cared about was stand-up. That's great. So it was like, that just for me... I it- just feel like you're Japan and I'm like an American barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with Japan. Japan's kicking ass. You know what I mean? No, I like mean, you're doing everything. But America won in the end. I <laughs> uh, win that one. Yeah. yeah, but I mean now they're doing pretty. You great. win this round. <laughs> but like, I'm wrong, but I'm also not wrong. There's no wrong. There's, there's no, no. Yeah, you're right. There there's no wrong. No, that's what it is. There's no right or wrong. So it's like for me, I was also in my 20s. Like when I first started doing stand-up, my early 20s, like I was unconscious. Like I was in a lot of pain, and I was a shark, and I couldn't stop swimming. If I was alone with my own thoughts for five seconds, I'd have a nervous breakdown. So it's like for me, I needed to work all day yeah. and keep myself busy all day in right. order to have some sort of semblance of sanity. And stand-up, I think that the kind of person who gravitates for doing stand-up 
stand-up fills a void or a need that nothing else can fill. Right. Because why would anyone fucking choose this life? You know, it's such a masochistic, you know, for most people to be masochistic, for us it's like healing in some way. Right. You know? Yep. So this is what healed me or at least put a Band-Aid on the invisible wounds. And so doing stand-up was like my, the medicinal drug I was taking. Mm -hmm. So I can't, you know, heroin addicts, you don't just do heroin 20 minutes a night. Right. <laughs> this is you do a, it all. This is time. all the, it's a commitment. You, know? you sold your couch. I didn't have any balance. Yep. I didn't know how to have balance. I was so driven by so much fear, and uh, that. So I think a lot of people mistake my like type A. She's so ambitious. She works so hard. It was like no. I just couldn't be alone with my own fucking thoughts. Right. You know, like must be nice to just have lunch with friends on Vermont. Right. In in Los Feliz, and right. then do stand up at night. That is was never an option you, for me. Do you hate unsuccessful Whitney? I'm not trying to be a therapist right now. I don't now. hate. Anyone, I think that I, yourself. I learned you. to write me oh, <laughs> you. Oh, myself. Yeah. Hate myself. No, I just, yeah, but I mean, like, can you not tolerate the thought of you not killing Well, it? my definition of success is different. I think not killing in terms of being on stage in front of an audience, that's relatively unacceptable if my goal is to kill. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, I'm good at stand-up. So, to you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I also think that, again, people show up. Don't go on stage if you're not going to try mm -hmm. to you make them laugh in some way or entertain or give them some kind of experience mm -hmm. or get some something out of it for yourself or have a just have a game plan you mm -hmm. know in general i always try to have a game plan um but uh in it's usually just to be honest i think now my definition of success is just being honest in mm -hmm. any environment that i'm in you know if that gets a laugh great if it doesn't great that's very alty of you but it, yeah i know it is very alty of yeah, me but yeah, the yeah. good news is you know I usually – now, because I think in terms of jokes, I'm usually able to think of my honesty in a funny form. Yeah, <laughs> which is good. It comes out in a right. mathematically funny way. I think it might be easier to add honesty than it is to add chops to somebody that's very vulnerable yeah. and yeah. dishonest. Yeah. No, you keep bringing up vulnerability, and that's very interesting. You know, I think that that's what being a great comic is ultimately, like – adds up to being able to be a warrior and be able to handle anything that right. comes at you any energy that comes at you whether you're at a taping whether you're at a festival whether you're whatever whether your audience all of a sudden you're doing chocolate sundays and it's all black people or you're doing mm -hmm. boston you know and it's all white people conservative whatever yep. and then also being able to be very vulnerable in a very violent dangerous situation mm -hmm. so what what is that intolerant what are you what were you so afraid of then that you couldn't stop. Uh, it's it's. I was unconscious. I mean, like I, you know, I what came from an that? environment. You know, I came from a, a turbulent home where I was the, you know, mascot. You know, they call it the youngest, and I was always trying the to golden keep child. I was the golden. That was me. I, that's you. Yeah, that's yeah. Why yeah. You're, that's why you're yeah. here. And so what do we got? One older. I have two older that I know, but two older that I grew up with. Uh huh. Yeah. What? I have. <laughs> You got two older siblings. You're so charming. <laughs> I wish you guys could see how cute that was. Well, that was like come perfect. On. <laughs> this is great. Brilliant. <laughs> this is I mean, really that doing was brilliant. <laughs> reverse genius. Adorable. I don't believe they don't work. That, I don't believe they don't work. They work is we what you mean. I mean that defense mechanism. You oh, and your and your good. he's got this this scribble pad. You, this you're John Nash love all of these. John Nash scribble pad. I got pad. Carl Young written. Carl here. Young with a J, <laughs> J not a Y. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I was I was very I had dissociated a lot. I had a lot of pain that I just had never processed and uh, or never felt like I learned at an early age in my childhood. You know we is. Children just develop defense mechanisms that define our personality for our whole lives. You sure. know? So as a kid, I learned, you know, feel nothing and just work. And the way I got attention in my household was to get straight A's, to work hard. That's how I checked out. 
And that's also how I got attention. So interesting. So I learned, you know, work as hard as you can and succeed. That's how you're going to get attention. I did, and- yes. Oh. Yep. No, go. I, I was I, I was repeating no, myself. You have great no. instincts. It's a talk show host. You're going to be a great talk show host. Oh, come on. Because you know when someone's about to be redundant. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was it's interesting. You just made me think that in my household, my I got attention from uh, maybe getting a bad grade. I went to school. I didn't really get grades. But then sure. if I did get a bad grade, like I got B's. And stuff. I got attention from like being smooth and like talking and being charming about it. Being like, oh, I got a B minus, but it doesn't matter. But it's yeah. Like it was social intelligence or whatever. So it's just very interesting that that's where you set that down. Yeah. Your parents, where where's the pain coming from? I don't don't want to be too obvious, and you don't have to get into it if you don't want to. It's not too obvious. I had two parents that are. See, that's alt. What to think that something interesting is obvious? I just don't know. Or like commercial. I haven't listened to other interviews with you, and I I know you do a lot of interviews. That's very alt. To not even prepare for your talk show. I know. know. Who cares? Do your your listeners know what you look like and how funny you are in person? What? Yeah, I'm (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, I feel like so much, this is why you have a talk show, so much of this is Oh, it's visual. I appreciate that. I had somebody, one time I got off stage at the Funny Bone in South Bend, Indiana. See, I'm not too alty. Yeah. And uh, they said, it's not so much what you say. That just makes you a sellout. I was emceeing. (laughs) It's not so much what you say, it's your faces. That's what somebody said. And that's kind of backhanded, but I was like, that's when I started being more deliberate. That's one of the first things you have to, and we'll get back to pain. But one of the first things you realize uh, in the maturity of a stand-up is you go like, oh, they're noticing when you smile or when you... Uh, make a face or yeah. make a po- like it's not yeah. just your words you also have to make like you have to be in it you have to emote well again it depends on what you're doing unless you're Stephen May- Wright unless, I was going to say unless you're Stephen Wright or Mitch Hedberg or whatever like you, there are no rules you know what I mean yeah. I think there are a couple rules which is like to me, when uh, someone asks me for advice, it's just like figure out who the fuck you are and yeah. be that person. Yeah. Just be the same person on stage or off stage. So if you don't emote and make weird faces off right, stage, right, 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 don't right. emote, don't follow some arbitrary rules that right. work for someone right, else. Right, That's right, the thing right, about right. stand up is that no rule works for this. I could never do your act. Right. You could never do my act. Right. You know, it's like it's just it's there's no rule. Yeah, just I love be that. honest and be truthful. That's right. the only thing that fucking works. And do it a lot. And do it. All the time. And do it incessantly. And do it incessantly and, like, resist the temptation to have resentment towards other comics' success because you'll right. just go insane. You know, I, I, one of my favorite – I'm a big quote person. I love this um, this quote of that comparison is the worst form of violence against yourself. Oh. So to compare your career to other people's careers and stuff like that, it's just a form of self-flagellation, yeah. which you can argue that someone who is attracted to this career likes pain right. in some way because this right. could be, you know – um, but it's it's to me just as interesting when comedians start getting successful. What starts happening because the void isn't filled, the wound isn't healed. Oh well, that was a Sinbad quote. <laughs> comedians are funnier when they're riding the bus. We say it all the time. It's a great quote. Yeah, well, it's true. Yeah. Because- and then when, I do worry sometimes about life being so good that you don't have anything to really go on. I guess. I mean, and that's not in suffering. It is. This isn't a Marina Abramovic quote, but it's um, suffering is what yields, you know, great art. Like, yeah, you know, here's the good news: we're to always going to suffer. Mulaney, though, John Mulaney says. Pain gets in the way, which I agree with. I got divorced. Depends on what kind of comedy you're doing. Yeah, that's so true. John Mulaney, who I believe is one of the great, great comics I've seen. Yeah. Which is, you know. We agree. Which, which I think is great. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. 
him. I think it's wonderful that he's successful. Right, right, I think right. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch his show. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> nobody, nobody thought you were. Yeah, but I'm just. You know what I'm saying though? Like the idea of I feel like a lot of comics see that as a threat to them. Here's the good news. Like, literally, I remember Dan Harmon, a Dan Harmon quote. Uh-huh. Um, what if we just did the whole rest of the interview? <laughs> I'm trying to think of as many quotes. Other people's That's dialogue. what Intelligence just We is. never actually spoke. Did you know between five and seven is when you should write? <laughs> between yeah. five and seven, yeah. yeah. No. Whitney Cummings. Yeah, a minute a day. <laughs> so Dan Harmon. A minute a week, a minute a day. Of course, my, you know, type A mind turned into a minute a day. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was a minute a week, right? Yeah, it's a minute I'm a like, week. Okay, I will write a minute a day. But you're going to do a minute a day, um, which you Dan could. Harmon said one time. I remember, like he, this was before Community. This was when he was doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, you were not here, but he would be do stand up and he would go on stage, and it was so fucking funny. He would go on stage and he would just talk about how his dad used to just beat the shit out of him. Oh my god! And he wasn't even making jokes. It was like he was being dead serious. <laughs> and I was just everyone would like just be like sad and worried, and I'd be just that was the same tone dying. of the uh, community writers room, I believe. Sad I and worried writers room, <laughs> and um, I know. No comment. And <laughs> he said one time to me, I don't remember how it came up or what, but he was like, you're, when your friends get successful, that's a really good thing because they will hire you. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that every, you're- I thought he was going to say also just means you're on the right track because I was going to say know who you oh. are. Uh, go up a lot and keep an eye on who's to your left and to your right because if it's some fucking idiot who's not doing anything you need new friends and also no totally (laughs) you need new friends also know who you are but also who the fuck are you so it's like like I can know who I am on stage but once you start getting successful I think how you're perceived is very different than who you think you are so I Uh, think I'm perceived in a very different way than who I think I am mm -hmm. and you have to be able to acknowledge that demystify it, figure it out, right. and either shatter it, address it, or something. Go against type. Go, or, 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 or at least be like... Deal with like how, it. when you walk on stage, people think a certain thing about me, and I, that might not be true. Right. So I have to manage that. So right. like, I don't know you at all. You probably think certain things about me and perceive me in a certain way that could be true or couldn't. I don't know. So I'm in a place in my life busy. where... Busy. Busy. <laughs> That's literally, I'm trying to be honest. I'm like busy. I've been in your attic for two hours. I can't be that busy. Um, it's so hot. There's so many toys. You want a fa- the fan? Who is, ha- who is it? Do you live here? No. What is this My place? house, I'm a grown man. I don't have shit. In fact, I wore this t-shirt and I was like, Whitney's going to think I'm all alty. No, I'm we needed like to a... talk about the, the yeah. wearing t-shirts with weird things yeah, on them. I but know. that's fine. That's. Not, I don't feel like you're, what I don't, I don't feel like you're trying to be something you're not. I, I feel like that. you genuinely thought the shirt was a good idea. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like you, and it's true. I feel like you are <laughs> not you. Oh, Katie. I feel like you're not Got doing a good Katie laugh. <laughs> Those are hard. And it was at my expense and like, we're learning how to get her. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass this on to the yeah. next comic who comes through. But you I feel like you're not, you know what I mean, trying to do, do, you're not wearing a costume. I am wearing green jeans. You are wearing green jeans, which I think were custom made. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is, no, you, no. Your tailor made these, these green these jeans. Are, you can buy these in the never, store. No, you can't. Big you and can. tall. No, you no. can't. No. Forest green jeans. They are forest green. So you entertain. We have the same basic haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're just longer in the back. I'm, I know. I but with these on, I just feel... <laughs> there we go. 
But I feel like in general, yeah. we basically from the front look exactly alike. Our That's faces really too. funny. That's really funny. I feel like we might have the same you face. Could do, if you had my product, you could uh, you could do what your hair like I do. You use product when I when I do. The I plot do. thickens. The hair thickens. <laughs> Don't ever do those jokes ah, on your talk show. I have to. We need to work on. One of the things mm, we need to prime you for. You're doing well, that's a talk I, show. Yeah, I was going to ask you because one okay. of the things I wrote down here. First of all, here's the thing. Can I write some things down on yeah, that? Yeah, you can have a piece of it. You want a piece of paper? <laughs> the thing I was going to say was uh, Twitter pressure. I remember when my show got picked up. Yeah. My next tweet was like something really stupid, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, now there's this pressure that." Like, and I also yeah. think when I'm hanging out with people, sometimes yeah. people I don't know, I'm like, "Oh, they're." Thi-. I turned out that they're not. Yeah. They're. Thi- I had to talk about it in therapy, though. I was like, "Dr. Gary Penn." These people are wondering. That's a confidentiality breach. No, I can say whatever he's I want about him. Too. Is he? <laughs> no, uh, he's the best. Nah, he's not. Who's yours? You got a broad. I can't, yeah, I've got a. I've got a, a badass. She's a. I have a trauma therapist. Trauma. Trauma. This is, is she's on fire. She's, <laughs> we'll be right back. She inflicts trauma on you on a daily basis. You have a trauma she therapist. She just bludgeons. Yeah, she's a. Yeah, I have a trauma therapist, which I do not believe. I, I think therapy is tricky. Uh, unless you have an end game plan to get out of there. Oh, I don't ever want to stop seeing him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then you, because I, I, a lot of therapy re embeds, like, I do, I'm like really into like neurology and like the brain and stuff. And because uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get a handle on this house of cards that yeah. I call my life. Fire together, wire together. And, you know, yeah. But it's when you talk about what happened to you too much, you re embed old trauma and it gets worse. Yes. Whereas you should be doing EMDR. I'm very didactic and I really. What's EMDR? I, EMDR. It's this thing where it's trauma therapy that was um, designed for. Soldiers coming back from the war with post-traumatic stress syndrome, where basically just like it's the the easy way to describe it, which is the only way I know how to describe it, is like remember um, uh, Homegirl Lucille Ball. Remember that episode when they were doing the assembly line yep. thing, and then in it fact, got that's backed the up. That's the only one I know. That's the only <laughs> you know the eggs one, the longest laugh in sitcom history when she put the eggs in her. Uh, shirt no. and then dance with Desi. You have to go online and look okay. at that. It's amazing. I love it. I lo- I'm a sitcom dork. Um, right. Oh, which we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Why you or your people hate sitcoms. We'll get into that in a minute. Oh, I, I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the realest you've ever been. I'll fucking tell you why. Oh, okay. I love I'll the idea that you have no accent. Yeah, you yeah, dropped yeah, your yeah, accent. Yeah, 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 I'll fucking yeah, tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically our brain is taking in like, you know, some ridiculous amount. All the people that listen to this are probably going to know the real statistic, um, and I'm embarrassing myself, but um, nope. we're taking in, like, th- I think it's three billion uh, pieces of information a minute. So I'm in here, I'm taking in your your now Pat Benatar hair yes. that you've changed, and yes. your, like, weird I want to see alternative different. flag, and all the toys, and, and the all weird, all, this, all these props, bits. My cold-pressed juice. Your cold-pressed juice, your kale, celery, cucumber, parsley, lemon juice, you pussy. We call that not fucking around. And we call that the real, no apple, <laughs> yeah. not even a little agave, no, no, nothing? No, no, I don't need that sugar. We call that $8. Oh, sure. Um, And uh, that's not pressed symbol. juices, though, is it? What do you mean? That's not Where did the, I get the brand, it? yeah. No, this is this was made You're recently. Off- this oh. isn't like store-bought. Oh, my God, who are you? Are you rich or not? I'm pretty, I mean, I'm okay. Okay. I just can't. I'm not rich. Okay. I have $8 for juice. I mean, eight, I mean that's a lot of money for juice. That's I'm, what I spend my money on, though. No, on juice. It's not, I have a sh- like a normal car. I, yeah. I live in a, a, a shitty apartment. Right, right. You get custom-made jeans. 
Taylor and Frankie custom died. I need to keep you on track. I feel it. I feel like yeah, no, yeah, no, it's you know what like, I mean? Well, now I'm I completely just, fine with it. Now but. I'm just really want to figure out this, and I'll let you do this that for Rubik's the whole cube. <laughs> I will let that you do is that. Pete Holmes. You can listen anyway, to 169 episodes of that. I know. I have a life. Uh, you don't a have lot, time for that. Ahead of me. You what is that? That's like four weeks of listening to I you know, or it's something. A lot. It's too much. Um. So basically, we're taking it on, and when you get traumatized, your brain freezes. It stops like a deer in headlights. You basically stop taking. In and processing information and I and putting in, in that moment in that moment uh-huh. so like when a deer is in a headlights nothing's happening and all the information that's being taken in when you're traumatized say your dad hits you or you see your dad hit your anything like that you yeah. get, you there's fight flight or freeze mm-hmm. and you will freeze in trauma and so any information that's around me this blanket on the wall is yellow and red and whatever so if it comes into my brain when my brain is frozen mm-hmm. and gets goes into essentially the wrong folders it gets compartmentalized wrong so as and that's why we're afraid of clowns so that's why we're afraid of clowns yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why when I if I if I went through trauma and you guys can't see this but there's this big horrible yellow blanket on the wall next I to don't me. like it I'd with love fucking to, I'd love to burn crabs it. and hepatitis yeah, 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 yeah. and shit on it. This is disease. a horrible, like the AIDS quilt to my yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. And um, and so if I see bright yellow and go, oh, bright yellow, danger, right. because I have an association with it from right. trauma. Right, right, and right. then EMDR helps you basically reassign or, what bright yellow means uh, so that you can see it as something positive instead of something that – because you can have an involuntary reptilian brain response, which is bad, bad, trouble, trouble, get out of here. You have no idea how – up my alley you are. You really We're both being mugged right now. I was going to say, but I'm <laughs> we got to get out of here. I've made that joke. What before. I'm trying to say. No, that's that's I'm so interested in that sort of stuff. Yeah, so you but have I just hope trauma. that your therapist, I just hope your therapist is operating from your reptile brain, it's all about your amygdala. This is not. What's an amygdala? An amygdala is like the part of your brain that's is responsible that for place? fight or flight. No, it's a oh, it's amygdala. A, it's, a, it's a comic. <laughs> it's a black comic. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, amygdala. <laughs> He's got tearaway pants for the closer. Oh, I'm trying to get a spot on amygdala's gala in Montreal. Um, but uh, yeah, so what is the amygdala? Amygdala is the part of your brain that's responsible for fight or flight. That or freeze, fear. which you've added. Fight, flight, freeze. Um, so it's responsible for um, telling your brain when you're in danger which mm-hmm. if you know which we're our brains we're not designed to live in the type of world that we live in which is cars and cell phones and all this shit releases cortisol and our brain our reptile cortisol brain, stress stress our brain thinks we're being attacked all the time yes this is already you you and i in an attic with this lovely girl but who looks like she, my brain is going Katie. this is very dangerous that i can't even remember her name i'm in trauma right now <laughs> this is horrible i'm claustrophobic i've got yellow which could remind me of some other shit like we are at all times that's interesting we are at all times in flight mode which if you meditate the goal is to get back into fight mode. At, into the, your frontal lobe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know we're to be doing nothing to be uh, being able to be in your frontal lobe and not operating from your amygdala as if your life is at stake all the time. Interesting. Which is how our brains are all wired right now. I'm with you when it comes to uh, people that listen to the show know that I was in a very minor car accident and it took me a very long time to get over it. Yeah. And I guess we could make some joke about me being a pussy, but I think what I took away from it is how fragile we are and how quickly your brain wants to be like, oh, we're being attacked. Everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're not safe. You're not safe. And a lot of... uh, But by the way, that's what not liking other comics is. It's going... This is an enemy. Our amygdala, if if there's a comic who's successful, Dane Cook is successful. The real root of a comic hating on Dane Cook is this guy is taking 
a finite amount of resources. Right. He's taking what is mine. I am not going to be able to survive. Right. I'm going to starve to death and therefore die. He's taking the money and the and the everything. Uh, He's the success. women. Yeah. everything. Our reptile brain. We like to run. Around I bet the- you use the word abundance a lot, don't <laughs> you? Abundance. Yeah. You know what? I I haven't read the secret in a while. That's <laughs> little, I did it somewhere, but there is enough for everyone. But our our reptilian brain doesn't understand that. Exactly. We are operate from That's, a place of scarcity all the time. We're, we we walk around thinking we're in our conscious mind all the time, making conscious decisions. We're yeah. not. What are what are we doing? Yeah. So what are we doing? We're just reacting. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we we think we're in our conscious mind, but we're not. Reacting. React. React. Constantly react. Protect yourself. Protect yourself. Protect yourself. Stereotypes. That's what a stereotype is. Right. Our brains are brilliant. Our our brain's only goal is to survive. Right. And everything is a potential threat, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that's what stereotypes are. It's like stereotypes are horrible, but they're our brain's way of protecting ourselves, right. you know, which is like, you know... You could have a stereotype about a large group of young kids, regardless uh-huh. of race. You'd just be like, those, those kids are riffraff and I'm going to get get out of here. Yeah, yeah. That's what your brain is Yeah, doing. a bunch of kids together, that's more than me. They could probably hurt me. I right. couldn't take them on. I got to right. get out of here. Right, right, right. Your brain is just always scanning for threats, scanning for threats. But that's why it takes effort. And it sounds like you do make this effort to be deliberate and to be like, I am safe yeah. and there is enough. Yes. There is an abundance. Yes. And uh, we need to relax. Yes. There's enough success to go around. Yes. There's enough money. There's enough food. Yes. Everybody be cool. Yes. Everyone just come, just chill. Be cool. Because that, and then of course, and then this is where it gets into the metaphysical shit and the, I don't know, I'm curious whether you do. Oh, yeah. Which is sort of like what you, yeah, which is what you, (laughs) which is what you expect is what you get. And the more, the more you're giving power to negativity just breeds more negativity. And I'll I'll tell you a, a story that's vulnerable. But I think you'll enjoy it. And then it'll be an interesting uh, jumping off point into the more new agey stuff that we'll talk about. Yeah. If you like. Sure. Um, I was having doubts. And I believe in affirmations. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the vulnerable part. Yeah. I believe that what you think about regularly affects you in a, in a very big way. Yeah. So I was feeling like a fraud. I remember that was the feeling. And, and that's any artist that I know. Mulaney has this great story. On the first day of SNL, someone gave him a moleskin notebook and said, do you feel like a fraud? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, we all do. You know what I mean? It was like this beautiful little moment. We all feel like frauds. And that's why we're always trying to reprove it, even to ourselves, to be funny again and to do something again. That's why, like, someone like Dane or whatever or or you isn't just going to kick back. You you have a a nice little nest egg and just disappear. Yeah. Because that has no – that's not interesting at all. Yeah. So anyway, I was feeling like a fraud. And I was going to this hypnotherapist. Okay, get into it. Don't worry about it. Yes. <laughs> you didn't even flinch. Three times a week. Do you go to a hypnotherapist three times a week? I have a hypnotist. What are you talking about? Who is it? Is I it... can't tell. Can I tell you? You can. Mine's Cynthia Morgan. Yeah, no. Oh, I heard of her. She's great. No. Anyway, she has things you can download if you want because it is expensive, but they're mm-hmm. like $1.99 if you want to yeah. listen to the same thing. It's just pre-recorded. I don't want to be have the same thoughts as you have. Uh, that's true. I want someone tailored to me. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't want to think like you. So we got ta- – so you know what hypnotherapy is. We got to talking to the doubting part of me. Yeah. By the way, you're completely conscious. Everybody wants to know if you're conscious. It's not like you're in a trance. You're just talking. You're yeah. just kind of like talking very relaxed and yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. And the thing that was coming up was the feeling of being some sort of a fraud. Uh, yeah. And I don't feel that way anymore, but at that, at that time, I was feeling very fraudy. Yeah. So the thing that uh, we were like, okay, so once I was out of it, she was like, well, what's the opposite of some of the things you said? And we're going to write some affirmations for you. This is really making me sound very new agey. But it's, I really I, by the way, this, doesn't sound, this isn't new agey. This is like the new normal. 
I ah, that's right. This it's is like, the new I don't, normal. I don't want to be. I mean, that show was canceled, so yeah, I don't want to yeah, yeah, give yeah. it a bad name. But it's like you drinking the juice. That's not weird anymore. I know it's weird not to embrace it. It's like why <laughs> when people are like I don't want to do hypno. It's like why do you hate progress? Like yeah. we'll stop. It's like people being like Twitter doesn't work. Right, right, it's right. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop tweeting photos of your bagel. It's like that's not. <laughs> That's not what's happening. It's it's actually a force yeah, of yeah. democracy yeah, throughout yeah, yeah, the world yeah, 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 yeah. and how everyone gets their news. It's hugely connected. It's archaic to say what you're talking about is new agey. All right. Because I think that's a pejorative term. All I'm, that's it, and it is. And all I'm thinking is of uh, my mother, thinking it's weird. <laughs> my mother would oh, be yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. Is, that's kind of crazy sounding. Anyway, so we well, were she's like. she's the reason you feel like a fraud. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Because <laughs> she treats you like that. I have the overloving mother and the withholding father. We'll get into that later. Okay. We, we'll talk about your parents later. The idea is, um, okay, so. They, she says that your subconscious speaks in very simple terms, like a five-year-old, basically. So, yeah. like, what's the opposite of uh, fraud or whatever? And I was like, the real deal. <laughs> I, said, I know, and that is the response. I I laughed really Ironically, hard. The name of uh, uh, I can't. You know when you try to do a joke that's going to be funny, but you forget your reference. Sinbad. Yeah. Okay, Sinbad's first pilot. The yeah, real deal. The real deal. <laughs> Starring Sinbad. Starring I was going to say Sebastian Maniscalco. He's our. He's the new Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Italian Sinbad. I think he's so funny. I think he's great. I. I. How about I went? And this is another reason. And I don't want to interrupt your vulnerable no, story. No, no, no. I'm not going to forget anymore. It. Good. Is that um. I, this is another reason I work hard because I re- I think it's important to as not every comic be to our go. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's <laughs> Sinbad. I mean, yeah. the idea of Sinbad. Just, I love. I'm going to be googling him later. Yeah. But the idea, I think every comic should go see a comedy show and have to pay and sit and watch comedy sure. at some mm-hmm. point in their life. I had never done it until a couple months ago. I went and paid to go see Sebastian, who I love is a good friend, and I wanted to go see him do an hour. I took the guy I'm dating. I took my sister. I, it was a horrible experience. Going, I was like, I'm going to get in line. I'm going to go oh get the God, food. Yes. The waitresses, you can't listen because they're giving you food. And I was like, I have so much more respect yeah. and sympathy for the people who come see comedy yep, now. Because yep. I'm usually like, those assholes, they're not paying attention. Fuck them. They're trying to. Right, right. But a waitress is coming by right. every 25 you seconds. You should go to UCB. You know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wait in line on the street like a fucking homeless person. You do that at the improv, too. Um, you're right. <laughs> Um, you're right. Hold on. No, I completely end the tension. But Sebastian yep. is, uh, I think, is fantastic. Yes. And that's what I'm, but please keep talking about your... I also want to say that when I went and saw a show, uh, sitting in the audience, mm-hmm. you realize just how afraid everybody is. If you could put a, 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 a you know, yes. like a baking thermometer yes. in yes. the mass that is yes. the audience, it's tense. But here's the thing. It's also, it's the same afraid. thing. I also noticed this with, like, when I was on the other side of like casting like I remember when I first was like auditioning for stuff I was like fuck them they fucking hate me and they fucking screwing me and blah blah they want you to win. What do you? You don't listen to this show. We no. Can you? Is this blowing your dick off? Because these are the all the points that we make on this show. We're the same person. Casting agents are on your side. This is my podcast. It's your. This is your podcast. <laughs> I, I just, thank you for having me on. This is a big deal. It's for been me. a pleasure, yeah, Pete. Yeah, yeah, Thanks yeah. so much for taking us this yeah. far. But now I'm back and I'm available to take over the show. So. But that's right. It, it's it's a perceived uh, rivalry. The audience that doesn't is on exist. your. They don't they want you to They want bomb. it to be good. They want to laugh. And you're not making them laugh. You're Inviting them to stop laugh. yelling at them. Yeah, 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 yeah that's they right. They paid money to come see and you. And stop turning them into hecklers. That's another big thing. Stop. Someone says like, "Pass the pizza," and you go, "What did this cocksucker say?" He's like, ah, you just made a heckler. I'm just trying. He's right. everyone. No, yeah. Because why would?
would you eat at a comedy club unless because you absolutely I have, have to, to? Because I'm sober I'm, and you have to get two things. Because I want to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came here for, for you. you. And you're yelling <laughs> yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating wings. That's, I don't yeah, that's that's why it's like bad fucking. It's you, wrong. They yeah. came for each other, and it should be the symphony of, of togetherness. No, it's the same thing with casting. Anything. It's like I want you to win. Of course. Well, I learned that when I was on the other side of casting as a writer watching tapes. But that's a like, big mentality. Wouldn't thing. this be great? If I want you to the... solve my problem. Yeah. I want the first actor that comes in to be book the it. guy. I, be the guy. We really want you to be <laughs> the guy. Please be the but guy. But I think that's like the world, and I think that that's something hypnotherapy has helped me in because I have a I'm at war mentality, which uh-huh. I think is a lot my amygdala. Oh, I mean, right. Well, that's know. what I call last comic standing mentality when we're ranking things and you either win or you don't, yes, or you're the king yes. or you're not. But which is, by the way, human nature. So I know that's why it's a popular show and people will always watch totally. it. Totally. Like last that. comic standing. I mean, it's, it's Darwinism 101. It's, it's like, put, yes. it's gladiator show. It's put a bunch of people in a fucking pen right. and see someone fight their way to the top. But that's why I'll never do it. I'd never no. do anything like that. Not because I'm better but than But you're doing I just don't it like without it. knowing it. You're doing I'm it. I'm doing it in the way that I'm comfortable with. You're yeah, right. you're, you're right. doing it, and you're, it's still happening. You're just not being televised, and you can sign a contract, and someone's right. not editing it together. Absolutely. You know, because it's just, it's just, it's Darwin 101. Yes. Okay, so real deal. Real, real deal. Real deal. Real deal. I'm the real deal. <laughs> Oi, I'm the real deal. <laughs> Chris D'Elia's got a great British accent, huh? It's horrible. It's not good? Here's oh, you know what he has then? Confidence. <laughs> no, I was about to say, Chris has the best confidence of anyone yeah. you've ever met. Oi. He's always doing that accent, and yeah. it's just like you're oh, you're just it's you're gaslit in yeah. the thinking yeah, yeah, that it's yeah, like yeah, the most yeah, genius yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and then you're like, wait, that's awful. Yeah, his vine is only me he looking at his house. He thinks it's so good, yeah. that it's good. Can I? I think you're gonna like what I. Okay. I'm gonna repeat it. His vine. His do you vine. follow him on vine? I I'm off vine, but I know his. I I I have. I'm now. I love point. his vine. I Keep worked going. so hard to get to the point in my life where people are like, "Hey, Whitney, yeah, love Chris's vine." Uh, <laughs> oh do God. you get that? I get a lot. Love Chris's vine. That's so funny. I've seen them, but I'm not on vine. But I've seen they. They to me, they are a portrait of insanity, and they just make me very worried about him, <laughs> and they upset that's me. That's part of the fun. No, it's that's not fun. It's like Chelsea Peretti's uh, uh, tweets. <sighs> yeah, I she's like I love her so much. And I read her tweets, and I'm like, no, I'm just worried. Yeah, and no, that's I'm I like think... I text. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. Do you want to go to lunch? That I might be like the right response. A lot of the social media of my friends, I can't really look at because I feel like it's just I don't have time. I feel that way. About for the emotional ramifications. Yeah. Well, Chris's thing, what I was going to say was, because it's all Whitney money, I have to assume. I'm always just looking at his house. Yeah. Like, look at his house. He bought a house, yeah. He's got, like, a pool and shit. Yeah. That's all it is. It's, like, a funny bit, but I'm like... Look at that rug. It's not even hating. Now I'm just you like, know what it's Ooh. like for women to watch porn. I watch <laughs> porn and I'm just like, wait, what are those pillows? Like, that's I can't, so fo- I can't focus on what's happening. That's funny. I'm like, that's and a, fun. you know, I'm like, is that's a Pier One side wow. table? I have that. Is that I should, a yeah. custom bra? Yeah, I know, totally. <laughs> I'm like, she's wearing Agent Provocateur. What yeah, kind of money yeah, are they yeah, making yeah, over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focusing so on the wrong funny. thing. Well, that is how I feel about Crystalia's vine. I'm yeah. off porn, by the way. Okay, uh, we'll get to, because totally? of, because of fire together, wire together. Yeah, you'd be into. Do you have an addict brain? Not really. Do your dopamine receptors receive dopamine the way the rest of the worlds do? I think so. Hmm. I, I, I don't feel addicted to porn, but I'm off it. You're, I, I, but, but you felt cold to abs- complete abstinence. I'm Irish. Uh-huh. I don't know why what that has so to do with it. So you are an addict. But there's, uh, <laughs> but there's something about my father, my brother, and I all have this thing where we can flip a switch and just stop doing something, which I'm very White happy knuckle, about. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, but it's, it's like whack-a-mole. You yeah. know, you hit one thing down and something else. Well, is I have been come killing up. kids. Yeah. 
I have to get that frustration out somewhere. Isn't that funny? I don't know because it's the is worst thing. Kids funnier than babies. I'm so glad you Killing didn't say babies. Kids. If you said babies, that'd be so all. Kids is so fr- you're I love breaking down a joke. Yeah, I don't. Me, I'm not. Once it's over, we do. can talk about you it. Do. But kids, I'm glad that you pointed I just, it out. I just as a Children, comic. Every time something's funny, and then I'm like, why was that so funny? Yeah, it's just I know. Always I saw it in your eyes, actually. It's fascinating. You were analyzing it while you were laughing. Yeah. It was very haunting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very present. I'm uh, wonderful today. All I do is all... analyze. I'm having a hard... Well, today I'm not being as present as I like. I don't understand. I have that effect on people. I don't understand do why... Yeah. I'm, I'm an empath, and I am kind of absorbing. Yeah. I feel like you're this. just trying to figure out, like, you know... A little. Yeah. Or like you're, I, I feel like I might, I think, well, people say this to me. I don't know if it's true that I have a very intense vibe. I don't feel that way. Oh, good. I'm energized by it. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Oh, I like that. No, it's good. Um, I feel like you came to play. You had something to say. Really? It's a relief for me. Hold on. I want to get back to the porn thing. you have to kind thing. of draw it out of people. Can we talk about this? We can talk about the porn thing, but I'm going to finish the real, I'm going to write okay. down porn, fulfillment is a choice. Um, porn and Carl Young. <laughs> yeah. This is porn intention. Cardio? Anyway. <laughs> Porn um, involves a lot of cardio. Real, it does. Mm-hmm. Good shape. Certain leg muscles are really ripped Stop, on dudes. If you keep doing this, we're going to keep going on tangents. I know. But that's what the show is. <laughs> <laughs> is the show is just one tangent. Why are you typing? Is, are you just online? She's watching porn. Uh, no, Katie. She, Katie is she doing things? Katie is certainly welcome to surf and She's stuff. She's like trying. She to... records a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. This is not the only four-hour podcast I'm that she records. I'm interested in what she's doing over there. No, I understand. That's good comic instincts. In fact, some one time somebody Rory brought a guest, and I was like, he's going to have to go. <laughs> or did he stay? Because you stayed, can't, but I kept playing help, to him. I, I couldn't stop gazing. Well, it's also it's 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 a comics instinct. I think this is also goes back to being a child and needing to get attention. And the person that's not giving you attention, you have to figure out a way to get their attention. Interesting. It's like a survival instinct. So it's like if you if you're doing a theater for two thousand people and then you're killing and one person's not laughing, that's the only person I can yeah, think about. Yeah, that's a typical thing. But Katie, I'll, I'll do you one weirder. <laughs> I like that it's a woman. Yep. I like a feminine energy. That it's I like a woman? That, yep, that it, that this She's thing a is a woman. <laughs> that this piece of shit is a woman. <laughs> and that, she, that, that she's, uh, people aren't going to like that. People are very defensive of Katie. Are they? Do they come, do they write you mean comments? If you... I, um, no, but they are, they, they're very positive to her, so I think saying something negative about her might tempt them. Okay. So I'll say you're great, Katie. You're like the Robin Quivers of right. the Pete Holmes show. What I want, what Katie does is what I want, is paying somewhat attention, but also But not, not speaking at all. Also shut The perfect mouth. woman. <laughs> she laughs mouth. at your jokes, doesn't speak, and wears short shorts. We were talking about that on, uh, there's a game, uh, Bor- uh, not Borderlands. Uh, Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. and there's a girl uh-huh. you, you're rescuing a girl basically and yeah. all she does uh-huh. is her clothes come off slowly because yeah. it's like post-apocalyptic kind of yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, post-apocalyptic yeah. but she's ripping her clothes uh-huh. she's beautiful uh-huh. uh, she finds money for you uh-huh. so she'll be like I found this money she finds weapons for you so you're fighting and being cool she can't be killed so you don't have to worry about her that's the perfect woman like if we're being like idiots yeah. and you want to get down to like you the male fantasy being, yeah that's what it is. Yeah. Is she's nurturing and sexy yes. and helpful, doesn't get in your fucking way. In fact, reloads your fucking bazooka. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. They, that's what that game is. That's a different kind of porn. That's here. a video game? <laughs> it's a video game. Yeah, video games that, that really tells you what are... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And video games make me horny for some reason. I think it's really getting into a guy's uh, yeah. Cave well, man. it also is gives you power. Yeah, I'm blowing it's things the power. away. You're blowing things up. You have complete control. Yeah. It's yeah. that. That's what it is. It's yeah. an exercise in being like, what if I ran the world? Yeah, alpha male. And this girl is getting me weapons. Well, because here's the thing: is that like I think that we have <laughs> we have to get back to this story, but Real I deal. do think there is Real we, we, we do we do I do think that there is a problem. And I think video games is part of the, not solution, but part of the thing that's sort of filling this void, as I tend to use that phrasing a lot, mm. is that men used to kill things and yes. provide and serve and go out and murder. And, and there's no use for that anymore. Right. Because we have grocery stores and restaurants. Right. and Our, so- our alarm, software is out of date. Alarm systems and, sh- and our brain right. has not evolved. Right. So the need to conquer and the need to... Um, you know, that's why you like humiliate someone at a party or something. Yeah, that's what people it's do. It's coming now. out yeah, in other yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. ways in road rage and, yeah. and dissing someone at a party right, in right, right. comments right. on the internet and stuff like that. Right. And when I look at mean comments on the internet, people are like, Don't, doesn't that bother you? I'm like, no, I just feel like this is vitriol right. that, you know, most, you know, you don't get to let out in other ways. Men right. don't get to be men anymore. He should have been chasing like an elk that an had three elk. arrows in it and he has to duck, you know, like yes. dive into it. You don't and get break to protect the tribe anymore. We have alarm systems. Right. We have, you know, we don't. It's funny. I was with a. a Most li- of the skills men have are obsolete now. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Uh, no, I agree. And and not in a bad way. And we and women to- still have childbirth. Right? Yeah, we still, still get to, we still get to take care of and nurture. If we can say that that's your main feature as, yeah. as a gender, yeah, and then that, well, we get to nurture other things true. now. You can be the president and nurture a country. You can, but be you a can't go to the grocery and store and get babies. You, you, you still have to go through the vagina. Yet, yet. <laughs> what, what did you just? But anyway, about? video games oh. I think fill that void for men oh, to sure. need to conquer and destroy yeah, and tear yeah, apart yeah. until our brains catch up. I was up. sitting. With, I was in uh, Big Bear and uh, with a lady that I was seeing, and uh, oh. we were <laughs> kind of cuddling, uh-huh. cuddling a little bit. Uh, Your eyebrows just moved so fast. Was it gross? <laughs> yeah, so gross. Is it off-footing? I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so we're sitting, and it was nighttime. Uh, that's why you go to Big Bear because you can see the stars, and you're out there, and it's not, the night. Oh, I, I want thought to it was for about. meth. Everyone I know that goes there to relax. Well, if you live there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Every guy I've ever dated is a drug addict goes to Big Bear, and then I just don't hear him from. Him really? Yeah. Oh no. There's a lot of no. meth in Big Bear. Oh, no. That's why I couldn't get any Sudafed. (laughs) We'll be right back. So I... I, uh, By the way, you're going to do that on your real show. uh I mean, not your real show. This is a real show. But I mean, on your TV show. And guests are going to get very confused. I know. And they're going to cut to commercial. Here's the problem with you. Is you're actually a little too funny to be a talk show host. Oh, shit. I think it's... We need to work on this. Guests are going to get overwhelmed and scared. Oh. They're going to be – no one can move – your mind moves very fast. I don't know about that. And the – and, and I'm talking and, like you. Yeah. You're very influential. Ooh. And you're – and you this cut to commercial thing is really funny, but I think it's really going to confuse your crew. <laughs> I'm, this is how codependent I am. I'm worried about this. No, I like that. About that this. Good empathy. Yeah. Good for you, imagining what my life is like and worrying about it. And just uh, anticipating problems that aren't there and trying to solve them to feel it's like I m- matter. Yeah, it's bloated. Again, I don't have a child, so I need, to, I need this to come out yeah, of yeah. places. Yeah, exactly. This is our brain's needs. You should get a, uh, a glow worm. Because back in the day when our brains were fucking invented, I would have had three kids by now. I know, our brains are, and dumb, be dead. are, are so dumb. 
So, uh, oh, so the girl's on my on my lap. Real deal? We're looking, oh. yeah, then, yeah, this is a very quick story. Okay. And so it's dead silent. It's like one in the morning, and we're sitting uh, out and looking at the stars, and it was beautiful. And then the sprinklers, there's an automatic <laughs> sprinkler system. And a sprinkler, in case you don't know what Why it sounds like. Why is that for people like, being fear? embarrassed? Yeah, so yeah. Funny. Oh, no, it, wasn't, it didn't even get us. It was just that, so we're sitting on these like Adirondack <laughs> chairs or whatever. What? And then we hear like, in the bushes, we hear like... <laughs> and like immediately, but I like this. <laughs> I love it. I love how much you love it. That is so funny. So she, she's. <laughs> Did you squeal? Did you? Squeal? I didn't. That's why this is a good story. It's also, uh, yeah. Okay, so. She got immediately. I hear the noise, which sounds like a coyote opening a package filled with snakes. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's like, let me get these snakes out. <laughs> in the <laughs> in the bushes. <laughs> you, know, you are you are great with similes. Oh, okay, thank you. So I tossed this broad off of me. And I stood up in between me and the thing, and it was a great feeling. Because we don't get that anymore. I mean, I'm just agreeing with well, you. Well, you were, but it wasn't a threat. It wasn't a, it was a perceived threat. Yeah, but I, in that moment when I thought it was a coyote so opening a you, pack So in that moment, you feel like you acted. All, I, and I said that to her. Yeah. I just said, yeah. I wasn't going to save you. I was just going to be in the way in of the it. Way. And yeah. it, it would kill you me. You find out who you are in those moments. You know what? And it sounds like I'm bragging, but I was—I yeah. am bragging no, a little that's bit. Not, I was that's, happy that like, I moved also, her aside and stood all, up. You don't get points for that. Yeah, no, I, I want everything you're saying. I don't get <laughs> points do, for. I you totally don't do because I'm dealing out the points. But it's inside. also it's not a. T- <laughs> we're keeping it's my score, system. But it's also you. That's really it, your instinct. Your survival instinct is. It, very, that's all it was. It was to protect, not to save yourself. Right. It was to protect her. I'm glad I didn't. I'm not dating someone like that. I'm think, dating someone who don't would be throw so sure. me into the bushes Go to Big and Bear. then run. No, I went to Montana <laughs> and I I this is who I'm with. This is the person I'm with. So you know. <laughs> I'm by the way, my mind is being blown right now. <laughs> Why? Before you even say this, Sinbad, I'm not kidding, has a bit about this. This isn't true. This is not true. This is Sinbad, not, yeah, I think Is this your bit that you No someone comes on the show and you and you tell them that, that, that this is some random obsolete comic that everything they're saying no. some obsolete comic no, said 20 no, years ago no I didn't mean it that way that's hilarious that would be crazy to be like oh my you god know Gallagher Top, you know Carrot Top <laughs> has said that same thing I went with Gallagher because that's too. a really funny <laughs> he has a bit too. about how if Dracula was chasing him and his girlfriend he would trip his girlfriend and run it was very funny You're gonna I, you know what this me. is making me I love that you think he's funny I loved him when I was younger because he was clean and, and yeah. very silly. Yeah. And I was religious, so it was it worked for me. Really? Yeah, we'll get we oh, don't have to talk I'm about that. This. We yeah. do. You're like, we'll get to the we don't have to too. Well, I just realized I'm not letting you talk enough. No, i trust me, I don't I think so I'm, everyone's so sick of Your me. boyfriend My boyfriend won't save you. Well, <laughs> no. Well he actually puts me in dangerous situations, so he would give me the package of snakes to open for him. Oh, you're the coyote. He's the one they have the coyote. Why? The fact that you say coyote. <laughs> so charming and cute. I feel like you sit down and you're like, what's charming? And you write it down and you rehearse it in your room. It's kind of you're what You're like, I'll do. call it a coyote instead yeah. of a coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get my, like, we'll I feel call like probiotics this is probies. very, this is 
This is very well rehearsed, <laughs> oh, this whole you. act of yours. I'm a serial killer. Your little mini cute waters. <laughs> your <laughs> tiny, you're like, let's have tiny waters. Because <laughs> I'm a giant man. Unbelievable. Um, so what do Oh, you anyway, mean? so he, we, long story longer, he's probably 45 years older than you, <laughs> but he's dying. He's 79? <laughs> About that. So am I, He's the on the way out. He's, he's a dying 51. man. He's 51, and he, so you would, he's, he's very manly. He's very, uh-huh. like, like, like he's, I'm now realizing this more and more that, that there's not, 30 years is not that much of a difference in a generation. Your brain is not, you know, undergoing any sort of legitimate, like, evolution. So your brain is the same as my boyfriend's brain in terms, you know. I see. Because it's interesting. But my arm hair isn't gray. Is it? <laughs> he doesn't have any. He's flawless. He's, oh, he's really I don't soft. Either. I don't know if it's because it's fallen out, but I think he buzzed it or something. His he arm was an pattern actor. baldness. Yeah. He <laughs> 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 see, that's not funny when I'm laughing. I know. Because you're charming. I know. And that's the secret. It's so... <laughs> Literally the secret. If you, um, we'll get to that. If you can joke it, you can do it. Oh, my um, God. And vision so, boards. Vision boards. And so, anyway, so whatever. So I'm snowboarding. I have no business snowboarding. I'm codependent. I can't say no. I can't ever admit to weakness or that I can't do anything. And if something's really difficult, I feel the need to do it huh. to prove that I can. Sounds horrible. Or else I'm weak. And, you know, yeah. so I, I feel the need to take on these really difficult things. And... um and so I, I, I can't admit weakness. So I'm going snowboarding because it's it's him and, and a girlfriend of mine and her boyfriend and they're snowboarding and they're really good at it and I've never done it. And, and so I'm like, I'm going to do it because I don't want to be left alone at the bottom of a slope cold because that was my whole childhood. And so my whole – everything's just about keeping up so you're not alone you yeah. know, in my brain. And so I uh, – which is weird because the further you get, the more alone you are. Yeah, that's weird. Sing that's... it, Daltac. No, that's a, no, no, no. That's a little uh, weird twist that you work so hard to be surrounded to in be alone. Your alone in yeah, your well, castle. then you work really hard, and everyone works for you, and you can't trust them. And right? Oh, well, that's what Jesselnick said. Yeah, you can't trust anybody. Whoa, whoa, Jesselnick. Ah. <laughs> whoa. Oh, I shouldn't tell tell you anything vulnerable. Jesselnick said because you'll roast him. I love that. No, I haven't seen I Jesselnick. I was literally thinking about this on the way over here because I was thinking about like if you and I. Long story short, I break my shoulder. I fall down a hill. Oh no! And I'm like, you know what? He's gonna come save me. He's gonna come rescue me. And after like three minutes, I look up and he's down the hill. He's just putting Ben Gay on his shoulder. Putting doing push-ups. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's doing push-ups. <laughs> The real like version he, was the, worse he, than my joke guess. <laughs> he was doing push-ups? push-ups. So it was like uh, like the, his brain – because I'm always thinking about sur- everyone's choices they make are rooted in some sort of survival, I think. Uh-huh. You can boil down every choice into survival, right? And so he's doing push-ups and I'm like – and I'm an injured bird. That's like survival 101. A man, go rescue a woman. Does he know? Did you fall very quietly? I think he – no. I, do I do anything very quietly? <laughs> I fell and I was like, oh, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is just, no, ever, a lot of people think I'm Jewish. Why is that? Because I'm nasal? No. Oh. It, it was a loud joke. A lot, yeah. of, a lot oh. of my Jewish girlfriends are louder. Uh-huh. I'm just talking about them. I'm not talking about the whole, yeah. pe- the people. I kind of, the, the, yeah, I don't really know what I, I don't have anything. More, more opinionated, stronger I don't women. have an identity. Really? Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you fell so loudly. So fell, he's doing push-ups, so is the, you know. So he knew you fell. He saw it. He made me fall. He's like, faster, slower. He's a director, so he feels the need to direct everything anyone uh-huh. does in their lives. I fall. He is doing push-ups. You're dating Andy Ackerman? I'm dating Andy. Andy, how do you know about Andy? <laughs> I worked in You Googled TV. me for a second. I don't. I st- did he direct your pilot? I can't. He did my whole series. Oh, he did? Yeah. I love He's Andy. He's now doing, uh, he did. Uh, um, His neighbor is Billy Joe Armstrong. I know that. Do you know Billy of Joe Armstrong? Of course I know that. No, I don't know him, but I know 
Andy drug addicts and they're what happens with them. What? He went to rehab recently. Billy, Billy J. Joe. Breaking news here on uh, the. Oh, he went. I read about that. That yeah, wasn't that, re- that for was like for six alcohol and ago. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah it was like six months ago. Yeah, 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 I'm always very interested yeah, 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 yeah. in that. I blame Andy. Always coming over with cognac, wanting to tell stories about the Whitney set. How do you? When did you work with Andy? He was on. Uh, I hate my teenage daughter. Oh, of course, you were a writer. I Will wrote Calhoun. on that. Yeah, with Will Calhoun, your show ran my show. Then second yeah, yeah. year. Want to hear my Will Calhoun impression? Yes. Pretty good, Dobbin. <laughs> this show just got so inside. Hey, Will, how was uh, how was your weekend? <laughs> Pretty good, Dobbin. No. Me and Brian. Me and Brian. <laughs> Brian is getting so oh. Oh my god. Fresh eyes. <laughs> Because I'm a frustrated performer, so every writer's room I've ever been in, I did an impression of everybody. Oh, my <laughs> Not necessarily God. a good one, but I Fresh tried. Eyes. Fresh eyes. Fresh eyes is like, I feel the need to explain this to the audience. <laughs> oh, means should it's we when, stop working? It's, well, it means like, can someone who hasn't seen this... <laughs> Look at it. Yeah. Which I think is the problem with television. There's not enough fresh eyes. Yeah, but that's true. But that's really, really Willie funny. Calhoun. Willie mm-hmm, Calhoun. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I knew that. Like, pretty, pr- pretty good diving. Pretty if good you di- say pretty good diving to him, he'll know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Will, pretty- Will is a scuba diver. <laughs> I think the reason people listen to your show is it's like a, it's like the Da Vinci Code. Like they're just annoyed that they can't figure it out. You know what's funny is so somebody uh, I was hanging out with last night knew the Who Jackie story. You know that story? No. You don't know I who don't, Jackie? I don't know anything. Oh, well, who any- Jackie is a big writer's room story. No. And he knew what it was. And I was like, how the fuck do you know what that means? No. And he was like, I learned it on your show. <laughs> 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 who Jackie is a ro- very you quickly. You only hang out with your listeners. Yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> I, the show's so popular. I can't Smart. meet someone who doesn't listen to Okay, that's stupid. That's not true. No. It's, I, uh, it's not uh, anywhere no, near No, that's true. what's so cute about you. You can say something super arrogant and then I undercut know, it and be charming. It's true. Or say cunt or anything. And yeah. everyone's like, he's so clean. It's, yeah, he totally. <laughs> Why? Why am I so filthy? I know, because you're a broad. Nobody you, likes that. Yeah. Nobody likes a dirty lady. And I'm my comedy's broad. You're what? Worse. My Bro- comedy's broad. Ah, I'm a broad. I know you like that. I did like it. Um, but it's funny because you also have this ability. No. Yes, you laugh at people without actually laughing at them. What do you mean? You just go, ah, which is. But that's real. I like it. I know. Oh, I see what you're saying. But it's like, it's not an involuntary actual that's laugh. True. It's like a writer's. It's a writer's room laugh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a comedian laugh. It's a comedian laugh. It's a comedian. It's laugh. like you're so desensitized to what's funny. You can, it's your way of saying that's funny. Yes. But I am dead inside, and, and I'm not going to uh, laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was so cute. Uh, he did something real. so. I feel the need for everyone to know your physical real. manner. He pointed to himself really slowly. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> okay, so Roseanne hi- was notorious for hiring friends of hers that didn't necessarily have any experience. So, yeah. like, season three of Is the there show. Is something wrong with that? Ja- uh, <laughs> Marin hates that laugh. He makes fun of it. So, season three Marin or something. Marin hates everything. I know. He hire- uh, So, Roseanne hires this friend of hers. Yeah. Now, Jackie, of course, is a huge character <laughs> No. <laughs> and it was like months into the show. That's really funny. And somebody is like, I don't know, maybe something with Jackie uh, gets a new job at the shoe store or something. And Roseanne's friend, who had been in the restroom for months, goes, Who Jackie? <laughs> who, who, who Jackie? Who Jackie? She said, Who Jackie? She didn't know who Jackie was. <laughs> And then I know another great writer's room story was for hanging with Mr. Cooper. A real a real story pitch was Cooper, Cooper come home, 
house burned down, springboard. <laughs> <laughs> Their idea. Dovetail. Go from there. <laughs> Something happens. His house burned down. But see, this go is from the there. problem with television, so you guys know. Yeah. People aren't writing in the rooms. They're telling stories about writers' rooms before them. Yeah. This was my biggest problem in writers' rooms is it was all, like, talking and hanging out and telling stories. And I was like, how about we write our own stories right. for this show right. instead? You know what's funny? Huh? Is I actually uh, heard that story that when you went into Two Broke Girls, Michael Patrick King and you had different approaches to the writers' room, I believe. Really? Is that talking too recently? much out of school? In the last... I don't know. I don't know if it was recently. Huh. But that you yeah. were kind of like, why aren't we working? Yeah. And everybody's like, no, fucking around is how we work. Like, this is how we we, we do the show. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. Oh, no. And I did say that. Well, but that was probably recently. I don't, I don't know if it was recently. Did you hear recently? I think you must have. Maybe I did. Yeah. Is this bad that I brought that No, up? not in the slightest. Okay, good. Because this is interesting. Yeah. Michael, and we're both the same in terms of the way we, like, think, you mm-hmm. know? But I think that once you get in, like, a production mentality, and I think this is something that's very good for artists in general to think about, especially when they get their own shows like you and get successful and stuff, mm-hmm. is to be able to, like, keep the what you're talking about, the naked guy and the cowboy chaps yeah. and the cowboy hat Playtime. while also conducting business and having deadlines and shit. Those yeah, like two, he has a little briefcase. Two completely... <laughs> <laughs> He's a naked cowboy, but he's got a little baby business briefcase. <laughs> a little palm pilot. Yeah. All right. Enough fooling around, everybody. Snap, snap. But when you are in, per- like, I, what doing the when I was doing my my sitcom was very different than Two Broke Girls. You know, like I was starring in it, I was writing it on it, you know, running it in some ways, you know, and doing a lot of things that I pr- shouldn't have been doing. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like by the time I went back to the Two Broke Girls room. The system was so like, all right, we got to get break the start. Like I was just so in my left brain. I yes. was so in administration and not in the artist mind, you know? Yep. But I also have a hard time, and this is interesting because you're like this. Like when I first came in and started doing your podcast, you're very like, boom, boom, here, here, here. And I'm like, whoa, I'm, right. I, you know, like to process things. Sure. And I also overanalyze things and I need to like think about things for a while before I feel like – it's like with a joke. It's like – you think about something and you write it and you rewrite it and you dig deeper and you dig deeper. I have a hard time skimming the top of a hundred things. I like uh-huh. to go really deep into one thing. Right. And, and then, I feel like that is how things get done. And then exhaust it and yeah. then move on to the next thing. Sure. Because I can't I, – I won't remember it, you know. And I just think that what worked for me in a writer's room was to break a story, then move on to the next story and then move on, you know. Right. Because then you have – it's like do, 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 when you write jokes, it's like then you have 30 setups. Right. And no punchlines. You right. know what I mean? It's like – you want to stay on one thing. Yeah, you have 50 pages of notes, but nothing's broken, you know. But Michael's a genius in the way that he, um, you know, does it is they sort of just like talk for a week and just see what sparks. And right. then they go back in and hone it, right, you right, know. Right. But I'm so – and I'm working really hard to get out of this with all of your, you know, meditation and sure. all this shit to get out <laughs> of the, you know, administration mindset. So, like, you're going to face this when you do your TV show, which is, like, you're going to be dealing with firing people. You're going to be dealing with scheduling. You're gonna, Hopefully you have a showrunner who keeps this stuff away from you. Right. But, like, you're going to be dealing with colors of sofas and a bunch of shit that no artist should have to deal with. Right, right, You know, right. that's going to pollute your brain in the way you think. Yep. That's very interesting. You know, and is like, causes a blockage. And you're going to be spending most of your day answering emails instead of creating. Hmm. And the idea is to 
to it's the hard part about getting successful is you work so hard to get good at something and then you get successful and then you don't get to do that something you end up having it's like this guy Eric Zicklin I don't know if you know Eric Zicklin great great writer who wrote on um, Frasier and all these amazing he's fantastic and, and wrote on my show this last year and he said that basically what they do with comedians is they'll be like oh you're a great comedian they give you your own show and they're like, okay, now run a 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically you're running a business. Right. You know? Chris Rock made the same point where it's like comedians are good waiters and then they're like, now be the cook. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's like Michael Patrick King is a genius in that he can actually, he's one of the biggest showrunners ever and creators ever and he's able to maintain, have this like really playful vibe that sparks like art and inspiration, all these other things and it's hard for me to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you feel so weighed down by like we have a deadline and we have to get – I mean sitcoms, it's like you know whatever your you know problem is with sitcoms. Um, oh, I don't really have a problem. Yeah, but it's just the way that they're made is more the problem. You mm-hmm. know, you have three days to write it, you know, and five hours to shoot it in front of an audience. You mm-hmm. know, I mean three days to write something. It's like is terrifying. It's, I call it pencils down comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like – you're writing, you're writing, and they're like, pencils down, we're done, we gotta shoot it. You're like, it's not done. I can't, right. We can't shoot this. Right. And they're like, well, you have to. It's like, well, but this is not as good as it can be. And you know, you know, hmm. so you get that And then adrenaline. you have to go out and do it. <laughs> and have my name on it and right. be like, this isn't fucking finished, but the whole world is gonna think this is the thing that I'm, this is right. my f- best work. Right, right, right. You know, no. which is, is very hard because um, no one knows how hard it is. Right. You know, and how little time you have to do it. So given the amount of time we had, this is actually phenomenally good right Right, right, right. (laughs) so you guys know given the circumstances yeah that's kind of terrifying yeah so i definitely i went back to two Girls this year and yeah the first week i was definitely like you guys and being working on nbc which was which is a a tricky network to be on we never knew how many episodes we were gonna get we never knew what night we're on whereas two Girls is on lock and they have 22 a year and they're a very successful show so you know that's why i can't get patrick to write for my show so uh, yeah michael (laughs) <laughs> no. Oh, Patrick, Patrick Walsh. Patrick Walsh, yeah. Yeah, because he yeah wants that cash money. I know it's a lot of money, but that's a good thing. You, it's a that's a good thing. No, no, no. I didn't mean to change the subject. Let's say what we. Were I saying. mean that's a good thing for, to. I mean anything that seems annoying is a good thing. What do you mean? Like what we were talking about earlier about the gatekeepers. Yes. Like Pat, you don't want Pat to write on your show because he can't. That's a good thing. Like any – meaning making is my – I'm obsessed with meaning making. Anything you – Meaning making? Meaning making. Step three in the 12 I steps. I do meaning making. You know meaning making? I'm all, all about meaning making. Meaning making. I've never called it meaning making. So so he can't run on your show. He says no. Great news. Right. Because, great news. It, because he's not supposed to. He's not supposed to. Right. I yeah. do that all the time. That's it. Right. So, so simple. Let's let's finish. Let's put a pin in the in the boyfriend story. I, the, uh, Why was he doing push-ups? <laughs> no, we're done with that story. We've been done with that story. Well, then we have to tell the real deal story. But I mean, no. like, we'll get to that later. He's not a provider. You are. No, I've never had. I've never. That's my only story of being a providing yeah. person. That's well, the that's only the only story time you've ever been put in that situation. You never know how you're going to react unless no, you're put in a dangerous lost situation. A few. <laughs> like <laughs> I found girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> to not providing for them? No, no, no. I'm but just to never... not, like, I realized that I, I was up on, um, what's it called, Beachwood one time. And you know it's very dark up. Beachwood is a canyon. I, I always feel the need to pander to the lowest common denominator and the person who knows the least. Yeah, So whoever sure. on your podcast who doesn't know that. Um, and uh, Beachwood Canyon is very dark. I was leaving a place. It was, it was really dark. And I was walking to my car. And I heard, I saw this white, like, mass coming at me on the ground. And I heard, like, your noise. I was like... Like, oh, no. but like scratchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my brain, it was just like a beast that was coming to fucking maim me. Mm-hmm. And my instant reaction, I ran toward it, 
with a and took a bottle of water and I was like, fuck you! And I threw it down on the ground. I couldn't see what it was and five skunks scattered. It was five skunks running at me. Oh. Which, I don't know if skunks attack. I, they're pretty fucking volatile. Yeah. But I realized in that moment, my instinct is to run toward danger, not away from it. Oh my God. To just jump. Because I could have ran away from it. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm fight. But it's weird because when I'm in a really dangerous situation, I do not perceive danger. And when I'm in a safe situation, I terrified yeah which is a very adult child thing. oh you're totally flipped yeah emotion- oh emotionally dyslexic. am i hearing yeah. alanon emotionally dyslexic okay yeah or are you not supposed to confirm that well, yeah I, I totally do. I, I i do say i'm an adult child an alcoholic but uh-huh. i try not to talk too much about sure. you know interesting man perceiving danger where there is none and where there actually is danger feeling perfectly safe which is what stand-up is. You have to feel perfectly safe in a very dangerous environment. Here's another thing, real fast. As no, far please. as comics trashing other comics, doing stand-up is so hard, and it is such an act of valor and such an act of bravery that for any of us to say anyone sucks is so fucked up. Right. We know how hard it is to get up there and You think do they this. should get a medal just for doing it? Yes. I think that it's just like to be like it's hard enough and even if you most comics even if you destroy you think you fucking bombed you come off stage and be like fucking bombed that was terrible and then for someone to be like mean to them not me you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) I I, I feel what I do you're the opposite danger where there is not you when you bomb you think you kill when you kill (laughs) I I know when I bombed but I also know when I killed I just want to point that out yeah have the Scientologists approached you yet no, I guess I don't have enough money. Yeah, no. you, you definitely do. Come on. Really? What are you pulling down? Just, I'm just, I'm <laughs> I let, you know that that's my favorite question. I always ask people how much money they have. Really? I always ask celebrities how much money they have. No one white has ever answered me. Uh, okay, this is like this is like so bizarre. I always ask famous people, like, what are we talking? How much do you have? They all get very nervous and uncomfortable. Hank Azaria was the closest person to ever actually answering me. He was funny about it because it's fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only person who ever answered me was Sam Jackson. Not only did he answer me, he like cut me off when I said it. I was like, so, like, how much money do you have? He's like, $17 million. He did? <laughs> yes, answer me. This is at the Friars Club, roast of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> but isn't that interesting? $17 million. $17 million. And I was like, I was so shocked that he answered because no one ever answers me. And so That's he. great. And then I was like, that doesn't seem like that much for him. Don't you yeah. think he should have more? And then he was like, well, I have boats and I have wives. He's got I'm- a lot of, that's how much cash he has. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, how yeah, much yeah, yeah. cash he has. We, me and Melanie call that uh, disappear money. How much disappear money do you have? Meaning money now. Now. Okay. Something liquid. goes down and you have to go. <laughs> disappear money. Catastrophic thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're ready. Yeah. No. He has 17 million. Money's interesting. Money makes people weird. I mean, I definitely, people bring that up with me a lot now and it's like, or make jokes about it a right, lot now. Right. And it's like definitely like odd. Right. Free, uh, Freemasons? Freemason. <laughs> Illuminati. Is Freemasons just for dudes? You I think can't you be can, a female. You can be a lady Freemason, I think. Can you? No. They probably have like. It's just guys. Well, then they have approached me probably. Yeah. Um, Scientologists, no. I think mm. I'm too loud. Mm. I'm not obsequious enough for Scientology. Mm. Although I think they make some good points. <laughs> Scientologists? Um, yeah. Oh, you would love it. I'm not against, like. Based on what, what I know about What you know about me? That I fit, that I, and I love giving away money to I think, things that don't deserve it. Um, Here's the thing. Here's yeah. what I know about Scientology. Here's what I like about it. Yep. I like that they get people sober. They have a great program and they get people sober. Yep. I do. They're very good at it. They have like a 90% rate of they, something, 10% of people relapse or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. Which is when you join a cult, it gets easier. 
<laughs> when you stop subscribing to the norms and mores of society. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's easier not to relapse. But the no medication thing is a real doozy. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's the, I forget about that all the time, too. Right. Like Are John you Travol- on medication? I am. Oh, John Travolta's son. Uh, John Travolta's son just died. He yeah. should have been on seizure medication, I think. I don't know if I'm totally right. But it was right. something that was super avoidable. They don't believe in psychiatry. Yeah. And and medication. Although I don't believe in most medication, people I don't think, especially kids, should be taking. I don't think we You know should. what I just learned is, uh, so going back to that car accident, a wonderful girl named Abby Emily, I think her name is Emily. I, I just put uh, her name to memory because she emailed me. She heard me talking about my concussion uh, on the show. When was your, when was this? I'm it's sure that everyone so on the, boring. everyone knows it's it, so, it, so I don't want to ask it about like it. It was like three and a half months ago. But what happened was, uh, I she was like, it sounds like you have uh, convergence insufficiency, which is when your eyes don't work together. And then when I was doing all this research about it, they were like, a lot of times kids that are uh, diagnosed with ADHD yeah. just have convergence insufficiency because wow. all the symptoms, it's an eye disorder yeah. that's easily uh, yeah. fixable with exercises. Yeah. It's like lack of focus, lack of concentration, yeah. inability to read. Yeah. And like, I've noticed like my vision and my ability to read is like really, really increased and my focus. Wow. So you're, cause you're incredible. doing, since you, the concussion or since you've been doing stuff to Since I've been it. doing the exercises. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I'm not sure if it was that, but I, yeah. That's the only exercise I've been doing. That's the only thing that that was the only thing that somebody offered and was like, you should do this. Wow. And I went to the eye doctor because a fan of the show listened to it. You want to talk about like the global community yeah, yeah, of the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone listened and had compassion and yeah. wrote me. Yeah. And was like, other people have been like, you're a pussy. You didn't even hit anything. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. I, I was a very mild car accident. And I am a bit of a pussy. Sure. Yeah. I just mean coward. But yeah. uh, but somebody <laughs> no, else. No, when you are a comedian, everything that's not doing stand up seems like a pussy thing. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're on a car accident, so you just stand up every night. Yeah, that's interesting. Who fucking cares? That's you know what I mean? Everything becomes compared to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But um, that's 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 really great. I, I would like to hear about what happened yeah, to you maybe off it. the air since everyone knows about it, I'm sure, already. And just, uh, no, that's the end of the story mostly. Heard it, but I think that a lot of kids are diagnosed with ADD and ADHD when they're really just like, different kinds of learners and right. don't want to like rote memorize curriculum and because our school systems yeah. curriculum is such a and I, I would go one further and ask what the kid's eating you know a hundred percent we'll look at any vending machine in any school yeah solving problems here in this attic no but we are yeah. uh, to quote something you said yeah. about the brain it's yeah. like I love that part in supersize me in the attic <laughs> it took me a second <laughs> to get that uh, they talk about how a child's brain just can't compete I think is the language yeah. he uses it can't compete with the chemical cocktail of like a meal from McDonald's, no. the, the amount of sugar and salt yeah. and fat and all that sort of stuff, you're just like, and then you expect them to kind of do anything. You know, it's what a wonder you, you can are, do anything. You're actually, I, I don't know where we'll I was be right back. reading a. <laughs> <laughs> How come none of them is and we're back? And we're back. Yeah, but that's what you need to practice <laughs> the most is the intros, the outros you've got. Cut now. the outros real are good. Are you nervous about doing a talk show? Uh, no, no. Is it every night of the week? It'll be four nights a week. Are you nervous? Uh, I'm appropriately nervous. Yeah? Who's your running it? Uh, my pr- We don't the know. The showrunner? The showrunner, I think it will be Nick Bernstein. I don't know all the titles, okay. but he's my producer. He's okay. like my executive producer. Okay. He's the guy we pitched it with, and he's going to be the big cheese. Head writer? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then our head writer, we're not positive. We haven't, like, nailed it down. Okay. Got yeah. it. So you're not there. Okay, you're still we're hiring. We're about to get there. You're meeting... Everybody everybody is pretty much hired except, yeah, everybody's pretty much hired, but then we have to give the titles. Like, I think we have to negotiate their deals and stuff. I got it, of yeah. course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, could go sideways. Oh, I know. Oh, you know. Are you nervous? About what? <laughs> Doing a talk show? Am I, I, yeah, I, 
I, I, I'm not really that nervous. When I was doing the pilot, it was the happiest time of my life. Oh. I, loved, I loved it more than anything. Yeah. And I really, I think I, I called it postpartum depression. <laughs> After we stopped doing it, I, I kind of got low. Yeah. Because I liked it well, so yeah, much. Well, yeah, because the dopamine and, yeah. Yeah, sure. And also just living in a place where it was like a, a playground. It was yeah. just, like, I, I love going like we had an idea and then would shoot it. Yeah. That's where I want to be all the time. You um are interesting um because i was reading about how like the whole goal of you know being an artist is like you have to kind of unlearn all of the um sort of rigid dogma and the ways the backwards ass ways that our minds were like sort of fostered in school we were thought to think in terms of numbers and math and rational and sense and memorize this and to not think like you know in a childlike open Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm visual and all that sort of thing and then as you get become it's like using a pc versus using a mac Mm -hmm. you know our brains are sort of um restructured as a pc while Mm -hmm. we're in school and we're all homogenized and then you get out and then you try to get back to being a mac that's all yeah that's all we're trying to do as an artist but i feel like you never went through the pc (laughs) stage like i'm trying to get back this child like my boyfriend has this he's an he's a he's a filmmaker so but he does have this and sometimes it drives me crazy the way his mind works and he's here and he's there and he's like he'll just like pick up something that you should use with a fork for and he's just like doesn't but I'm like what the f- you're like a fucking five year old and then I'm like right. that's the goal right. for artists it's like Simpsons be like the boy Albert <gasps> yeah, Brooks totally it's not so, it's like I'd never want to date you right <laughs> same thing with my boyfriend I don't want to date him it's like <laughs> you're dating him yeah, I know I know it's a nightmare though but there is this level of just like 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 just everything this isn't a water bottle it could be the weapon right, 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 right. you know right, just right, sort right. of this Jonathan like anything's Winter, possible yeah. mm-hmm. You know, what is that called? That, that make a wish kid type vibe. That was that test where they were like, "Can you make how many uses for a brick can you come up with?" Yeah, we would just go build a house. Right, right, right. Some people say build a house, and some people will come up with fifteen things. Yeah. In, in a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Which, so the way you see the world seems very like I really appreciate that. limitless, and you have no rules. And I'm just saying, your guests is going to be horrible for your guests, uh, but you have a very <laughs> don't do that to your guests. Not loud. <laughs> yes. uh. <laughs> Because you know what it sounds like? It sounds like, Opening a you know, when a, in a cartoon when a plane comes from down from the sky and it's like, <laughs> it sounds like something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds, sounds like unsafe. Something's about to explode. Uh, random question. It's yeah. been coming up a lot. Uh-oh. Polyamory. Are you exclusive with your boyfriend? Yes, very much so. So you're into that? Yes. Even though you probably both want to Why talk Why is other that people. coming? Not really. I don't know. It comes up a lot. In your Because I've been interviews? forcing it. <laughs> I was say, I think it's it's because you're not watching porn. That's why it comes up so much. I know, and killing you're not all those getting kids. it. You're not getting your demons out. You're not. You're not as young would say. You're not. Um, uh, like, well, you think young would you be need pro? To make your, yes, you need to make your darkness. You need to illuminate your darkness instead of keeping it in the dark. But wouldn't it's like uh, your shadow? But porn is just like a is a reflection of a reflection of a reflection of a of a person's desire to be with other people. And I'm only arguing this. Yeah. You're talking to a guy who's never... I think never, it's a basic biological need that porn just helps you sort of um, sort of uh, uh, satiate faster. Yeah, it's fast food, though. Yeah. And, and sex is like actually eating yeah. like fine dining or whatever, you know what I mean? Or it can be. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm thing, not though, for But if you jerk off, I agree, I agree with you. Like I yeah. used to be very against porn. But um, I'm not I, really against I it. think it can be healthy because even if you're going to jerk off and you're not watching porn, you're thinking about something. Yeah, I'm not jerking it either. Zero. It's been crazy. Kirk Fox and I, do you know Kirk? Of course. Kirk and I were talking about uh, that. And like we both decided not to. Like he doesn't at all. For how long has this been going on? This whole month. It's very extreme. Yeah. I'm having sex though. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. But I mean that's different. 
that's adding to the world. Yeah. No, trust me. I wish. I wish the guy. I I love this. If the guy would. Uh, I wish the guy. Would I will him. tell you that it makes sex a lot better. Better. I know. It makes it a lot better. I know. Not a little better. I not know. like oh, I'm gonna come fast. Yeah. It's not like that. It, it it wakes you up to your senses again. Yeah. And it makes it like a special thing. Like something sexual is happening as opposed to the rote routine of just looking at porn before you go to bed to make you tired. Right. Right. And then right, having right. weird dreams about like gangbangs. Yeah, I know. It, it's really bad. It's like it's it, it makes me very nervous for um, young boys watching porn. Yeah. But wouldn't young, speaking of young, uh, wouldn't, and letting light into our darkness or or just letting our freak flag fly. Yes. What about be, again, this not is not living that way and hurting people, but just it's a basically we have shadows, which is like your most primal self is your right, shadow, right? Which is it's all of your how you protect your fears and stuff essentially from your shadow and to illuminate it, not to like let it fly and hurt people, but just to acknowledge that right. it's there, satiate I guess, it. I guess what I'm asking is because you're you're you know, you're famous and you're uh doing well. <laughs> I don't think of myself that way, but thank you, mm. I think, right. And then I think it's those weird people that tend to do weird uh, relationship things where they're kind of like, oh, I'm well, Whitney Cummings, have leverage, I have power. this boyfriend, yeah. and I like him, and he's my primary, but I want to fuck the pool yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah. I find that I am uh, not in that situation. I, um, I've done my – I feel like I've gotten a lot of stuff out of my system, you know, and I'm kind of at the point where I think that I'm, I'm trying to do the bravest thing, which is be in a relationship and be 100% committed to someone. That, to me, is very sexy right now where I am Okay, in my life. That's, I love that. I'm, by the way, I'm not pushing it. Sexy. It's been on my brain lately no, just because of what I've been No, it's always on my brain. It's always on my brain. I think that that's phrase... in the zeitgeist right now, but I don't think it's what's really happening. I think people run around and like, oh, and threesomes. It doesn't happen that much. What, threesomes? No, one's, no threesomes happen a lot. I mean, like... <laughs> These polyamorous people who say they have open relationships—it that doesn't happen that much. Yeah, I, well, we we're, don't. We certainly don't hear of it that we're often. We're pretending like it's a thing, but it's kind of not a thing. I agree that it I isn't don't know. The I have a lot of girlfriends. I have a lot of friends. I know a right. lot of people. I talk about this a lot on stage. I can think of five people that are that do it. That that have are married or in a. Some of them are married. Some of them are in committed relationships. And, and they say and they you can people. fuck whoever you want. That's not what it is. I don't think it's it's like it's being open to uh-huh. the idea so that if alt. they if if they're into some like if they meet some exceptional person, it's not a numbers thing. And yeah. it, you, again, I'm not uh, uh-huh. polyamorous necessarily. Yeah, it's something I'm very interested in. I've yeah. never done it. When I say necessarily, I every mean, I've, guy is interested. I've never in done it. it. But it, but even you, you're yeah. a lady, right? Yeah. You just said getting it out of your system. Yeah. Like that's that's like that to me reads of like a puritanical sort of like get it out. Like it's sure. bad. Run it through us and then settle into monogamy, which we all know is bullshit. So is polyamory. They're both uncertain. But I will say that the polyamorous people, whoever they are, seem to be fucking more. And it's and yeah. remain open to that like sexual adventure yeah. and that sort of new relationship energy sort yeah. of thing. And that everyone agrees is the best thing in the world. Is what? Is is when you meet somebody new and you kind of fall for them and that's you have that. That's just dopamine like, though. That's addiction. That's just like that's just ke- a chemical. That's our way our brains are designed sure, to but procreate. It, it's like but then there's chaos and there's madness, you know? So yeah. I mean, I think it's just do it again like how comedy, there's something right for everybody. I mm-hmm. don't think that um I've been a part of threesomes with couples then they broke up the next day i've no oh, people yeah. who say that they it's something's different for everybody like i think that um it depends on what works for you i grew up with a lot of adultery in my household so i don't like that it doesn't make me feel safe it doesn't it isn't sexy to me when i'm with someone i truly am not attracted to other people i look at someone i'm like yeah he 
he's hot. I don't want to fuck anyone else when I'm tr- when I'm in love with someone. Hmm. It's not. It, it's not. I'm not into the idea. But isn't that the yellow carpet to your right here thing? That association yeah. with adultery and pain and, yeah. and, and the hardship that that gave your your house. I think that maybe. I mean, it's like it's certainly it could be like I now. But 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 I've I've. I don't think that that's why in a split of an instant I don't want to fuck someone. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I have to go, oh, I'd want to fuck someone had I not had the... You know, I don't think it's that complicated. I truly, just for me personally, maybe it's a taste Yeah, thing. no, I get it. I, and maybe it's also a it woman thing. It reminds me of... I don't want strange dick. Because here's the thing. Strange pussy is much better than strange dick. I for agree. guys, <laughs> guys going to fuck girls, that's much better. To have to fuck a dude... It's like, because for a woman, I know I'm at the point in my life where I understand now sex... For me, it's like to have good sex with someone takes a while. Right. As a woman. A guy can have good sex with pretty much anybody. Like you're going to come no matter what for, for the most part. I right? understand what you're saying. So, But for a woman, it's like I need you to learn my body and it takes a while for me to trust you and feel safe with you. Right. So it's like I can't just go have some one night stand. It's probably not going to be that good. Right. You know, I'm now like six months into a relationship. The sex is finally getting good. Right. <laughs> like I'm not going to go fuck someone else and start over. Again, for the sake of argument, I guess it would be. See, I think that's a misconception from what I'm reading about this polyamory stuff. Yeah. Is that it's not it's not so much that you want to go and fuck the pool boy, even though that's the joke that I made. Yeah. It might be that you're with this guy, this weird director guy who does push ups on a mountain. <laughs> And that's a certain type of guy. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm, I'm picturing him pretty pretty well, I think. He's very manly, yeah. Okay, so you got manly guy. Yeah. But then maybe you have like a close friend of yours that you've known for a very, very long time. It's yeah. a guy friend and you're very close. And and he is just a different energy. Yeah. He, and you, So you're not asking your partner to be that anymore. And then you're being open to the fact that maybe in a loving way you could have sex with your friend as well. Not just going out and fucking a sailor. Why would I want to have sex with Because sex friend. is good. Uh, again, I'm representing a, a, a position. Yeah. That I but don't women don't. We have. don't think like that. Like, I, I, for the most part, I don't think women think like that. So I have most of my friends are guys. Yes. Not most of them. That's not fair. I have tons of friends. I feel like a lot more of my friends are guys because I'm a comic and I'll hang out with them so much and see them more. I see my guy friends more than I see my girlfriends. I've never been like looked at Dan Levy and been like, we should just fuck. Like, it's just, it's too, <laughs> I, it's very, once something's platonic, it's Dan never goes Levy. back. Whereas you will look at Katie a couple times a day and be like, maybe I should just fuck her. Like, that's a guy thing. <laughs> Did you have to say Katie? I know. It's the only other person in the room. I'm just saying, but that's what I'm talking about. This will never cross her mind. It will always cross your mind. Like, it doesn't cross my mind. With I understand. With friends. Yep. You know, maybe it's the kind of sex I like. It's strange and weird. And the kind sure. of guys I'd be friends with, I would actually never fuck. Because maybe. I'm so, you know. What's wrong with fucking Dan Levy? Perverse. He'd wear like a nice clean pair of sneakers. Oh my God, it'd be so neurotic. It's Dan Levy coming. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, and I'm also tired. Like, it's just, I, I'm also diseases. I don't want to have sex with condoms. I understand. Look. I really don't. Honestly, I'd rather fuck the same person for the next five years than fuck 30 new people and have to use a condom. Again, that's a numbers thing, and I, I wasn't arguing the numbers thing. And I yeah. agree. I agree, though. We yeah. have similar brains. Yeah, we I have agree. Similar brains. No, but here's the thing. If you were arguing what I'm arguing, I would argue what you're arguing. Yeah. Like, totally. I'm just trying. My, my therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, said... Because ah! <laughs> I think Gary Penn might need some referrals. Uh, no, he doesn't. He, he's busy. Uh <laughs> He he's saying that uh, polyamory is kind of like Marxism. It like kind of makes sense in theory. Yeah, but, like he doesn't. He does. He's not. Well, for it actually it. doesn't make a lot. Of, it doesn't make sense in like 
neurology because it's like we are designed to be monogamous to take care of it's actually seven years why there's the seven year itch thing is that seven years is when you're supposed to kind of stop being attracted to your mate because that's when so it's like monogamy serves a very specific purpose in society to make sure that we have like you know before we we've outgrown it our society has like we aforementioned streetlights and alarm systems and grocery stores and stuff but monogamy serves a purpose to have the woman take care of the kid and the guy fucking protect them and all that shit so if he's off fucking everybody she's vulnerable she's alone and the kid could die and infanticide is a really big thing before all this shit Mm -hmm. people would take the baby and eat it and all that um yeah ooh, 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 and kill it and all that shit and then fuck the woman and get her pregnant and it's chaos you know it's interesting monogamy serves a specific purpose and then seven years is when the guy's supposed to start philandering because that by that time the kid's old enough to take care of itself it doesn't need him anymore you know so this like polyamorous shit is just selfish hollywood people (laughs) or porn brainwashed people who just like we have this new um uh uh almost synthetic appetite for sex that we never really had before. It's interesting. I, I would say that genetics tend to lean towards uh, monogamy. That's yeah. that's something I keep going back to, is yeah. the idea that, um, you know, who taught us this? Shane Moss, that the, the tip of a dick is actually designed to pull to out keep com- the, yes. competitor oh, sperm. Yeah. So that's, that's in yeah. it. We do want to be... Uh, so I, so I understand jealousy almost is genetic yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but possessive, I, being possessive. But I don't necessarily think we should be... Uh, you know, aiming to be as evolved as our caveman. Totally. But I also think that we, I think that there's this overcompensation because of the puritanical, like structure of our society. We've all repressed it so much that now it's like, you know, if we were just like France or whatever and just fucking relaxed, relaxed a little bit, I think monogamy would be a lot more effective. Yeah. You know, now it's like our urges are so suppressed that it's just like everyone's acting out and, you know, right. Getting hookers and, you know, being insane. Right. Interesting. But I think different things work for different people. It's like I was talking about this with um, Chelsea Handler, who you should have on, who will never do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think she lives in my neighborhood. I walked by her house. Really? Yeah. You live in Bel Air? She lives in Bel Air. Yes. Then there's a bitch that looks a lot like Chelsea Handler (laughs) in my neighborhood. I'm like, who are you? I'm sorry to say bitch, but I've been watching The Wire lately, so I've just been calling everybody a bitch. That's why you like Sinbad. Yeah. And and Aisha Tyler, you're just in in that. I'm big with black people. You are. Yeah. I'd love to. I would have Sinbad on this show in a heartbeat. You should. Yeah. I could totally make that happen. This feels like one big ad for Sinbad's (laughs) upcoming Sinbad. Extra. I was going to say. It wouldn't be an hour special. It'd be like a six-hour special <laughs> for you. But um, but there's a um, what am I saying? Oh, I say Chelsea. We were talking about that, and it's like we talking about we're just. And I know that happens swinging and po- pulling, and we were kind of always talking about it. And it's just like I'm just not. You would think I was like that because I'm like loud and mm-hmm. like talk about fucking a lot, but I just don't think it's sexy. I think it's kind of a. I don't know. I get it. It's it's not for everybody. It's, it's certainly not, not for everybody. To me, and I get I get sort of judgmental about it too because I think it's kind of a sign of weakness, and it's also my projection because I have cheated before, and it was like totally out of weakness and totally just for the chase and the adrenaline. It's a ch- here's the thing: men are chasers, mm-hmm. and you guys, like we were talking about before, you guys need to conquer. You need your video game. You, that's why you feel so good when you do a video game. It's the same thing with getting a woman, conquering a woman, fucking. It's a very besides just that it feels good and is fun. It serves a very primal need that you yeah. guys don't really can't get out of your systems any other way anymore. Right? Because there's no 
you guys. But see that you guys are obsolete. That sounds like an <laughs> argument to keep keep uh, fucking people. Yeah, that's what Patrice said. Yeah, Patrice was always talking about like a, a woman gets a man because he's attractive, and he talked about being like a Marlin Fisher. Yeah, so he's this awesome Marlin Fisher, and then he catches a Marlin, yeah. and the Marlin won't get back in the water, so now he marries this Marlin, <sighs> and then like he loses everything that that she was attracted to in the first place, everything that made him a man. Yeah, because he's no longer trying to be with other people, yes. so he's no longer interesting. Yes, and then you want to see an absolute and obsolete man that's what we call the sad dad it comes up on the show a lot is a man that has absolutely no purpose yeah. he's already wooed the woman he already impregnated yeah. her and just like that thing that's on the space shuttle that gets broken off yes. that's what the man is yes. and now he's gone yes. but and again you have it to understand it depends on your definition of man I've never too. yes again I've never been polyamorous and it's yeah. not even necessarily something I'm going to go for yeah. but it's the idea that like if you were married to somebody and you continued to be open to the idea of not just cheap sex but really, like fulfilling some sort of other side relationship. Yeah. It's hard for me to use the language. Again, this isn't my. This isn't well, my that's, case. But then, in that case, you would remain somewhat virile, interesting to your partner as well. Maybe. Well, well, your partner would have such a horrible, severe eating disorder and such suicidal tendencies. Uh, <laughs> that maybe. I, I think that's it's tough. And at the end of the day, like I definitely see myself as like. I'm pretty educated. I'm pretty open. Like, I'm very, like, forward-thinking about a lot. This is the one thing, and I think this is maybe where my biology, just if if that doesn't, like, sound super, like, anti-feminist or whatever, is just like, meh. Yep. Nope. I don't want my man fucking someone else. I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. I don't like it. Interesting. That's a very hard thing. Check back with me in eight years if we're yeah. still together. Like yeah. that's another thing. I'm only a year in to this relationship with this guy that I'm really right. in love with. Right. And the idea of being with someone else right now like makes me kind of sick. The idea of him being with someone else makes me sure. kind of sick. But in eight years, I might just be like, bro, yeah. I want to be with you. We have a kid. If yeah. You want to, and I know a lot of couples that have been together for a long time that just go, if I don't hear about it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I hear don't that too. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. I hear that a surprising amount. Don't embarrass me. I just don't want to fucking hear. But that's about how it. that's how marriage was until about sixty years ago. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. It was just understood but that you had those, something. But the women. But that being said, just because it's how it was doesn't mean people were healthy mentally or emotionally. The women were drinking, <laughs> sure, and miserable oh, yeah. and a, uh, horrible, butchering their own meat, completely. <laughs> <laughs> and alcoholics and yeah, taking yeah. pills yeah, yeah, yeah. and were manic depressive and I understand. not happy. Betty Draper. It wasn't, it wasn't working. Yeah. It was happening. That doesn't mean it, people were... But here's the thing, and this yeah. is what I always come back to. None of it's working. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's fucked. But what if, by the way, what if, and this is my new thing, you're right, but what if my new thing is like we just need to change the definition of how long a marriage should last forever is a very tricky concept and expectation that no one could ever live up to. Right. So when someone says I got a divorce after eight years or five years, I'm like, yeah, good job. That's totally a success. I don't right. see that as a failure. Right, right, right. I think that's cool. I feel like when you get divorced, it's not like and you got divorced, which is interesting to me. And I'd like to hear about it, but I'm sure everyone on the show has heard about it. Just tell me which episode I should listen to to get that. Every other all one. Of them. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, and I think about this now because for the first time in my life I'm thinking about marriage. I've always been super vehemently against it and whatever now because I saw so much divorce growing up and how, you know, miserable it made people. But it's like if you get a divorce, it's not like you failed. It's just that you were in love and you just tried harder mm-hmm. than everybody else. You know what I mean? It's If you broke it. Breaking up with someone after how long were you married? Six years. Breaking up with someone after six years is still incredibly painful and horrible. Mm-hmm. Whether you were actually married or not, it's just that when you're married, there's a couple papers and shit you have to sign and yep. shit you have to split up. You know more than anyone. And oh, we had no shit. Money, yeah. Well, there you go. Better, but um, but you just tried harder. 
Who you tried harder? You went hard when you were together. Oh yeah. You just you were more in it. Mm-hmm. You tried harder. You took more of a risk. You were braver <laughs> than the person who was just dating for six years. Yeah, it's that's right. It's gonna be the same amount of pain in the end. Yeah. It's still a breakup. Yeah. It's interesting, man. And it also could be more expensive if you, you know. Well, I mean, for you it would be. Here's, because here's my thing. <laughs> people make these comments all the time about how much money I have. And I'm always Can I like, tell you? how much money do people think I have? You have less than Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> but more than me, which is great. Yeah. Good for you. It doesn't matter. After, what is it, $150,000, it doesn't make any difference. That's not true. Is, there, is that right? I don't think that's true. Oh, they, well. Then I've been. Uh, that's like that's like w- supporting three of my family members a month. It's 150 grand. <laughs> that's is you mean a year? How much do you have in your checking account? <laughs> I'm not telling you that. Neil Brennan told me how much he had in his checking. Not account? on the air, but he. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Neil's a really good one. Neil's a very good friend of mine. I don't know how much he has. He's liquid. super rich. Yeah. Yeah, he's super rich. in his bank account. Right he doesn't now? fly first class. It's the first thing. First thing I did was buy a house. Second thing I did was I spent money on experiences, not on things. There you go. On quality of keep life. It, keep it real. Mattresses, flying. Sleep number? Uh, no, um, uh, um, W mattress. W? W hotel mattress. Oh, the same one that they yeah, have in the W, the w hotel? Hotels. So thousands of people can fuck on it and yeah. still good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's but that's the what they do. <laughs> they have thousands of people fuck on it, so it's a perfect yeah, yeah, sponginess. Yeah. But it's like a, it's like spongy and like very cloud like. Sleep's very important to me. How much cash do you have in your purse right now? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, my purse is very expensive. My purse costs more than what would ever be. I have lots of look at this. I have lots of pills in here. Uh huh. I have lots of. I thought we were anti pill. I have Molly in my purse. You do? Yes, that weird. You have Molly in your purse? <laughs> yes. And I've never done it before. I don't think I have. Yeah, um, well, you're going to take a what you think is a Xanax I later. One. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> probably gonna, you and Sonny Lee are going to be at a rate. <laughs> I have twenty. I have forty dollars in tie dollars. What the fuck? Yeah. What are you, Jason Boring? <laughs> I'm Jason Boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that you laughed at that <laughs> makes because me hate myself. I laughed at it and then I started drafting the tweet like, "What is I he know. saying?" <laughs> and then you attribute it to Jason Boring. Um, that is. I great. have a lot of money in my cash. My my, my bank in my what thing you, for some reason. How I much, don't know why. How much is that? Twenty, five, six, forty-five. Wait, two, twenty, forty, much. sixty, eighty, hundred, twenty. I have like one hundred and fifty dollars, which is very weird. That's a good amount. Yeah, I have. I had. I try to get cash every week so that I just have it, just for you know who knows. Yeah, of apocalyptic reasons. Or, oh, and then look, another fifty. Boom. <laughs> I know. I never use cash. It's because I was just in Montreal and I got all this money and then I had to return. it. We were in Montreal together. Uh, I didn't see you. I came oh, I in we Sunday there. to do my gala. Oh, I left. oh yeah, okay. I came in for a day. Uh huh. Did yeah, you get yeah, heckled? Yeah, yeah. I know that woman. I didn't get <laughs> your dinner with that one. I did not get heckled. I actually had a really good time. I didn't expect to have a good time because festivals to me. But are... now you get to go as a success. Yeah, I know. You know it that's took me, what's but so fun. I don't, it's very hard. To, I don't think of myself that way. You yeah. know what I mean? And it took me until I got out there because because as a comic, here's a problem: you get so fucked for so long that by the time you get successful, you're On that so W mattress. You're so. <laughs> You get so. <laughs> if I stop for everything funny you say, we'll never, uh, no, we'll never no, get out of no, here in four no, hours. No, come on. Um, and uh, and you get so fucked for so long that by the time you actually get successful, you're so skeptical of everybody and you're so mad at everybody and resentful that you can't even enjoy it. You know. Hmm. So it's like that's why I don't do festivals anymore because it's just like comics going to work for free 
for these people that are making all this money to do comedy intense during the day yeah. for free. Right. And they're making all this money. They're well, making money. You get paid. You're talking about when Bonnaroo. I was doing festivals. Last time I was doing festivals, I don't really get asked to do festivals, but when I was I was doing festivals before, it's like last time I did Montreal it was like you get paid a hundred dollars a day to do like twelve shows, right? To go bomb for your agents. And it, you know, it's funny. Yes, that, there is some truth to that. And it's like I could be doing a weekend and making money. Right? Why am I coming here to make nothing? Because comics, we're so desperate for, like, validation or attention or whatever it is. It's like... Well, you want to be invited to the party. Yeah, it's that. It's why I'm in this attic on a Sunday for free. Right, 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 right. <laughs> why, exactly. why am I here? This has been two hours and 20 minutes of your time, which I'm sure you've made more than $150. I'm losing money. Yeah, you're losing money. I am money. losing money right yeah, now. Yeah, your phone is blowing up. No, my interest, my interest on my bank account moving is building stocks. As, we, ah. as we speak. You live off your interest? You I live off the interest. Just keep trying to pry. Can I tell you, uh, my friend Kenya? <laughs> if I told you the interest I made today, I wonder if you could find out how much I have. I, yeah, I could. One I time, could. a friend of mine told me what he paid his manager. And then I was like, you make a million dollars a year? You know what I mean? Because his manager took 10%. Because he was like, I give my manager $100,000 a year. I was like, you make a million dollars a year? Whoa. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It also happens to me with taxes. Sometimes I'll be like, I had to pay this much in taxes. Because you want to tell somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, but it's like, it's like, it's like, because as a comic, it's like, oh, we get to commiserate about the bad shit that happens to us. And then all of a sudden you get successful and you're like, I had to pay this much in taxes. Right. It's like, you fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. What's your LLC called? Uh, oh, you know what? I don't, uh, goofball. Goofball was I, available? Goofball was available. That's a f- really funny. I can't believe you asked me that because I haven't thought about it in so long. I love the fact that your first reaction was, oh my God, I can't believe it was available. <laughs> like, I wanted to name it Donkey Punch. This was like 10 years ago. And my, uh-huh. my business manager was like, or I didn't have a business manager, so I'm an accountant at the time. He's like, you shouldn't do that because when you die, your kids are going to be getting your checks, like your residual checks. And it oh. shouldn't say Donkey Punch on it. And I was like, why am I thinking about it? And I was broke at the time, you know. Right, right, right. So but he was thinking about it. I, I put something on it that I thought would make my kids laugh when I die. Goofball. Goofball. It, you should say hi from mom. Hi from mom. Your mom loved you. Sorry ah, I dropped the ball. Your mom loved you. LLC. I'm the CEO of your mom loved I'm you. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. So you should name your LLC something that your kids would be getting your checks from. And, Interesting. And, you know. Donkey Punch is not a good one, apparently. Here's what we're going to do. Question. Because we're, we're... Questions from fans? Nope. I'm joking. You go to Montana. I was going to ask you about that. That's okay. Fulfillment is a choice. I feel like Fuf- that's something you need to... Fulfillment is a choice? Yeah. You can choose to feel fulfilled right now. Oh, you're just throwing this out. Yeah, I'm just um, you that. You can choose to take actions that will make you feel fulfilled. I don't think But I you can... should be fulfilled. Right, I am. I'm. I'm. Fif- I mean, the the vortex. I mean, the abyss is very deep. The abyss. <laughs> the abyss. The abyss. You keep your money in. What is? <laughs> I'm just picturing a huge cavern with like money, like a like a piece of paper as it falls. Like they're yes, all just yeah, yeah. swinging down. I don't have money now. I mean, I don't have all this money that people keep talking about. Yeah, when the show gets syndicated because there people. Talk, there was an article that came but out. Two broke girls is syndicated. Isn't yes, it? Yeah. but you don't get paid all that money until you make eighty-eight episodes. Uh, yeah, so but everyone that's what keep, that Al Pacino movie was everyone, about. <laughs> it's an eighty-eight, 88 minutes. <laughs> 
That's an 88 minutes. So you joke. also have an encyclopedic knowledge no, of, of so many things. It's, I mean, so many things are intersecting. I've in enjoyed the compliments once. this episode. I, I mean, it's, these are all insults. <laughs> <laughs> None of these are good. None of this is good for you. You okay. are going to legitimately lose your mind. So you have a lot of money. and um, I don't have a lot of money. What are you pulling down? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my friend Kenny, the jokey makes. By the way, women having money is not successful, or like no one likes it. It's not. No, a, I know it's, it's like, threatening. It's it's an, it's I'm I'm ashamed of it. The first thing, and this is why I got into a twelve step program. The second I heard the show was, and this weaves into kind of the whole theme of this podcast because I need acts, I need things to be broken up to act, into sure. acts, this and act to three. tie up act three. nicely, um, which is that. I the first feeling I felt when they told me the show was syndicated was guilt. Oh no. Like why do I have it and other people don't have it? Other people are working hard too and I feel bad about how this is going to make other people feel that oh. I have gotten this. Whoa. Like I felt bad about it, you know? And then I was like, "Oh, I need to maybe work on this and figure out how to way to celebrate my accomplishments and acknowledge them and all this shit." And then sure enough, I went out into the world and everyone's like, so, so, where, so where's you buying a new hat? Like, yeah, people yeah, were making yeah, yeah, comments yeah. about, well, you're rich, you can fucking handle it. Right. I was like, whoa, this is a thing. I thought it was just my paranoia. Right. But it does come up a lot. Right. But I think it's, I mean, I'm sure it's uncomfortable. Well, if somebody uh, that worked at, like, um, AT&T got a promotion yeah. and then they put his poster up everywhere. Yeah. In the subway in yeah. New York and on Sunset yeah. Boulevard, everyone would make ask that guy what he's making, too. You yeah, know, it's totally. It's so public. Totally, but it's also my family will make sure that I'm always poor is the good news oh yeah they have a bunch of deadbeats so the good yeah I mean, <laughs> no they're not dead that's the problem <laughs> and but they keep multiplying oh, yeah got their LLC is mom still here mom's still here mom's never leaving <laughs> mom wants that syndication money oh shit so it's like I will never be I will never ha- have and it's also people have money that people that people read about that I'm getting you only really get half of it right. and then everyone that I have to pay so many people right. and then I have to my finance my family my business manager works for LeBron James and he's like I've never seen anything like this <laughs> the amount of money oh, you spend really? on your family yeah Whoa. so it's like I don't I'm never I will always be you're like poor. MC Hammer I had, I had less money now than I had before I was doing the show when is that I true? Was, when I was just touring and my family was like you know yeah none the wiser yeah exactly <laughs> the, the, the bad news is my parents have the internet and this article was on the internet oh no so um so yeah so I feel the need I feel I don't know why I get defensive about it and I feel ashamed of it because I think women having it isn't like cool. why women because it's like the guy's supposed to make the money I don't know I who's feel this like... direct you're, you're dating James Cameron and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and his Ter- wizard it's haircut Terrence Malick who's that I'm dating Terrence Malick no Are it's you? not Ter- no Terrence Malick who's is, that um, <laughs> That's that's where your pop culture. I knew the movie eighty eight minutes. (laughs) Terrence Malick. You're gonna do just fine on network talk shows. You know shitty movies. Oh, it's basic cable. Um, uh, (laughs) it's basic cable is the new insert joke here. Um, (laughs) I don't even like. I've made. I don't want to say anything mean about TV. That's hacky. I understand. Joke to come. Hacky, stupid thing to do. We'll get Will Calhoun on. That's a great thing. (laughs) Good job. That's a good. I think network TV. I think what you're doing is great. Oh, thank you. Yes, and I think it's here's what I'm, where I'm going to steer this now. Okay, I'm going to finish the real deal story, and then I'm going to put you it haven't completely finished that yet. Yeah, no, no, no. So remember the affirmation we came up with is I'm the real deal. Okay, that's embarrassing. Uh, and I laughed. Oh, right, because you're not a fraud. Yeah, because I was like, I'm feeling like a fraud, and she's yeah. like, Well, what's the opposite of that? And I was like, I'm the real deal, yeah. and then we both laughed because it's such a silly 
affirmation yeah. to say I'm the real deal. Yeah. But she wrote it down. Yeah. And she on a list of ten, and she gave it to me on this piece of paper. And then I went to a show that night, and I and uh, some kids, uh, some kids, some other comics in the green room started smoking pot, and I get a contact eye very easily, and I don't like that, so I left the green room, and so it kind of like forced me outside. So I went outside, and I was like, I have a minute. I might as well read my stupid affirmations. And I took them out and I read them. And then I looked at Real Deal and I laughed at that. And I was like, ha, Real Deal. And, but it made me feel good and I put it in my pocket. I turned around and there's this woman and, uh, you know, older woman, not like old, old, but, you know, uh, middle-aged or whatever. And uh, she comes up and she introduces herself. And it turns out that she knows Jeff Ross, who's Conan's producer and sure. who's my producer. And she goes like, oh, it's uh, nice to meet you. I was just talking to Jeff Ross about you uh, the other day. And I was like, oh, I love Jeff. And she goes, yeah, he says you're the Real Deal. And I was like, what the fuck is going... I didn't even hide it from her. I said to her, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you're blowing my mind. I didn't tell her the story because I was a little embarrassed that I had a piece of paper that told me, like, you're a good person. But now I've had a little distance. (laughs) So my question to you is, what is going on here? Coincidences are God's way of remaining anonymous. Oh, shit. Am I in line at Barnes & Noble reading (laughs) magnets? Because that shit... That's blowing my mind. By the way, there's no Barnes & Nobles anymore. I know. There's one at the Grove. Really? Yeah. Oh, bookstores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go and get harassed. (laughs) You think I'm really famous. I know. It's weird. (laughs) It's weird. You think I'm like super famous. I know. Because I can't tell because I think that it feels mocking. Oh no 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 no! I, you'll because know you'll know when I'm because of, <laughs> you're like we'll mock you when you leave because of my personality, my dysmorphia. Whenever yep. someone's like, "Hey, congratulations," I'm like, "Okay, okay, yeah, stop yeah, being yeah, a dick." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have such dysmorphia. Well, it's different when it's happening to you too, by the way. Yeah, like, it's surreal. I still think I'm just like a filthy comic who's just like trying to get. But people text me from random numbers. They're like, "Hey, do you want to do two minutes on my improv show and open up?" For, yeah, 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 You know, like Skylar Stone. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be there." Yeah, yeah, Like I, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. catch up. I to my status or whatever happened i think um i think that's exactly what you think it is i want okay so let's take the question out bigger because we always end the show by talking about god what what do you what do you think about god or how you can answer it any way you want you can tell me where you're at now you can tell me how you were raised i'm interested in where you're at now i um think that christianity and all of our religions have given god a really bad rap Mm -hmm. you know i i struggled a lot with the idea of god for a long time because um, got, I went to Catholic schools a couple times, got kicked out of a lot of them, grew up in a fake religious family, a, a family that sort of morally operated as we all do. There's a sense of right and wrong. From, I mean, Christianity is so ingrained and sort of every, and everything that feels good and is fun is wrong, mm-hmm. which I always confused me as like a, I would always think logically, like, I don't get why I can't masturbate. I don't get why I can't, you know. And <laughs> because you're in the supermarket, like, Whitney. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Tell that to these squashes. We didn't have this. (laughs) Look at these dick squashes begging for it. (laughs) I love the idea. Like like a dick is always begging for it. Like an erect dick is like that joke is just so funny. He is begging for it. It's like, well, yeah, it's erect. Look at that erect dick (laughs) begging for it. Yeah, and he's the aggressor. He's good. the dick. That's some good Dobbin. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good Dobbin. <laughs> okay, so you, you wanted eyes on the squad. You wanted to masturbate. So whatever you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like I grew up like with religion being very oppressive and very 
paradoxical and a lot of hypocrisy because my family was very immoral in a lot of ways, yet I was going to a Catholic school. It was very confusing because the people who were supposed to be my heroes, you know, weren't doing what they were saying at school. So I was like, everyone's a fucking liar. And also God is, is in this um, Christianity and most cultures thought of as our father. Mm-hmm. And I had trouble with my father, so therefore I had trouble with the idea of God because I mm-hmm. thought of, of uh, God as a father figure, which to me was someone who was erratic and inconsistent and loved you adultery. Condi- conditionally yeah. committing adultery. So I just had a very hard time. And once I was able to divorce um, uh, the concept of father from the term God, uh, things got better. And in, I'm in a 12-step program, which requires a belief in some sort of higher power. So mm-hmm. I have a higher power, which is more – it's not like I believe in a god. And Michael I believe, Patrick King. I believe Michael <laughs> Michael Patrick King, Warner Brothers. Michael Patrick King is my higher power. That's not even a joke. That is not even a joke. Who is your higher power? uh, Higher power, it's just, it's not, it's it's as soon as you start defining it, that's when I think things get tricky. It's just a concept of that there is something bigger than me and that I am not in control of my own life. Mm -hmm. And that there is something, some force, an energy, whatever you want to call it. The more you start getting away from the term God, the more like dumb it sounds. But yeah. like we're all made of energy. Everything's energy. It's like that shit. A butterfly flaps its wings in fucking Africa and we get a hurricane here. Right. It's like that shit, right, you know? Right, right. So it's like there's just something. Thanks a lot, African Thanks a lot, butterfly. fucking monarch asshole. <laughs> bitch, selfish. You had to fly but over you, there. You had to <laughs> flutter your beautiful wings yeah. on we, that We flower. get fucking Katrina. But so. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Butterflies are dicks. They're so elusive. And so the idea of, of um, that there's something bigger happening, so the idea of that, that woman saying that, that there's just something bigger. Because that is when, when something like that happens, you have to go, this feels scripted. Right. This feels like a bad movie. It is As like soon as you movie. think something's a bad movie... I all of a sudden think there's something divine. Yeah, involved. God is a B movie. God is a <laughs> shitty B movie. Yeah. With a predictable plot yeah. and lines that feel cheesy and hacky when something too coincidental happens. Right. Or, you know? Right. And uh, that's step three in any 12 step program, you know, is, uh, well, step two is, is you know, realizing that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity, but just that there's a power greater than yourself. Mm. And then step three is turning your life over to this power. And, say, you know, and whenever something bad happens, which is the meaning making something bad happens, you go, okay, I see. This is my higher power's way of giving me a gift or teaching me a lesson. Hmm. Pat Walsh can't work on my show. This is a, either a lesson I need to learn, a gift I need to – so it really makes um, life much more uh, livable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and gets you out of the insanity of constantly trying to control things and feeling like bad things are happening to you all the time and injustices and pain. and um, It sounds like, uh, though, and this is somebody who believes in all this sort of stuff, yeah. kind of, it sounds like you're uh, lying to yourself a little bit, though. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I think you're also lying to yourself when you say, oh, Pat Walsh can't work on my show. That's bad for me. Right. That could be a lie, too. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. know right, because right, right. you don't know the future and you don't know what's best for you. So you're just making a choice to look at it's it. It's a choice, but it's meaning. also it's with meaning, but also it's it's you know, we we this table, like uh, what this shit's made out of. Like this is like the universe as my trauma therapist says, like the universe is smarter than you. It made fucking planets and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it knows what it's doing, you don't. 
Mm-hmm. Like you have, we have done nothing here. We are like so meaningless. We have done nothing but cause problems. <laughs> like this is, there's just so, you know, I think that in our narcissism and our ego, we think we have control of things. We think we know what's right. We think we know things should be happening a certain way. Patrick Walsh should be working on my show. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. You you don't know that. You know, that's just your ego saying this is what I want and I want it now. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and uh, that's what I struggle with all day, every day, is trying to control things that we think that we have control over things that we really don't mm-hmm. so have control you, over. You, God is something you relented to. It's like succumbing to a higher power. It's succumbing mm-hmm. to, if um, the seren- you know, the, and I say the serenity prayer, which is, you know, mm-hmm. basically praying. I pray, mm-hmm. which is crazy as someone who is, I think, somewhat erudite and rational and, like, modern and all these things. I say the serenity prayer every day, which is, you know, you know, maybe you know it, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So if that's not like I'm some religious fanatic, it's just right. that's an amazing way to but make sense of words, the world. Yeah. It's an, it gives me a tremendous amount of relief. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what anyone's sense of God gives you. Of like, huh, I'm, I don't, I'm not in this um, alone, and I, someone else is taking care of the shit. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, the show ending, the getting, going through a breakup, everything's fine. Nothing, you know, mm-hmm. someone's got my back, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, it could be totally delusional. It could be lying to myself, but that's what, that's, that's, that's what, what religion you. is. Yeah. But that's also what our quote unquote reality is. You know, negativity is also a way of lying to yourself and making yourself feel better. Atheism is a way of lying to yourself. There is no God. There is no meaning. There is, that's also a lie. You know, it's finding the lie that works for you. We're all looking for our own life. Our own life. And it's, it's a pretty good life, you know. So I think it's just it, that has worked for me a tremendous I, – I know what hasn't worked for me, which is trying to control myself and feel, control everything and feel like a victim all the time and mm-hmm. feeling like, you know, I'm going to try to control everything and it doesn't work out my way and I lose my mind and my ego. And that hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. That has um, resulted in insanity and pain. And this new thing is working. This new concept of something bigger than me has taken all the work off my plate. And that's good. It's 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 a huge relief. What do we think about when we die? Dead over? I mean, I think we're made of energy, and our energy goes some. You know what I mean? I think that there's. What about like, our consciousness? I suppose. Um, I don't know that. That's a, like a little. Maybe I'm obtuse, but that's a little like, like. Nobody that knows the word obtuse is obtuse. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a dumb. But you know what I but like I I don't I don't know if I can even fathom that cuz I don't know is your consciousness an energy? If it's an energy, I believe it lives on in some way. Right. You but know? you don't spend a lot of time thinking about like am I going to be around? Am I going to be in heaven or hell or here no, or there? No. No. I don't think about that. I can I'm one day at a time. Right. So let me just get through today. Let me just not be an asshole today. Right. Let me just not try to control other people and other things in my life today. Let me just like... But receive. I tell you you're going to die tonight. Yes. Sorry. I don't even like saying no. that, but as a joke. Not as a joke. It's an experiment. I say no. when you're going to die tonight uh, because you have this weird disease and you're going to explode tonight. Yeah. How much worry are you going like, where am I going? Zero. 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 You're just like, I'm out. Peace. Me, I do believe in past f- life. <laughs> I do believe there's like past life stuff in uh-huh. terms of like. So does your hypnotherapist. Having it. So does my hypnotherapist. So does my psychic actually. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I do believe when you have like a very intense connection with someone. Yes. That there's something more than just, you know, like dopamine. Oh, you maybe knew firing. each other in the past. Or had some kind of connection. So it's like, 
even if it's just like a metaphor that's you know we're choosing to believe i think that there's like energies that are bigger than us that um we carry from past lives so it's like when you have a very intense connection with someone i think it's either number one they have the negative qualities of your primary caretaker and you're attracting them to heal old wounds to recreate your childhood circumstances so you can heal old childhood wounds hmm. harville hendrix 101 he's this guy that i love very interesting. and then very interesting and then when you have like a magnetic attraction to someone who's causing you stress and anxiety and you love them but you hate them that's all just you know and then also there's like more than that which is like you know my psychic said she's a psychic I go to. She's not mine. She doesn't live in my house and just. <laughs> I don't. She's not on payroll. I pay for experiences. She's not. <laughs> and a, and a live-in psychic. <laughs> There's your new show, live-in psychic. Live-in psychic. <laughs> no, and yours will be live-in sidekick. Ah, You'll have a sidekick. I love that. It's just constantly and a band. Yeah, following me everywhere. <laughs> Are you gonna have a sidekick? I, w- I want to play with the idea of having different sidekicks, like you know, just like I kind of have on the show. When we do live podcasts, I'll often have someone guest host with me. Yeah, I, I think it's fun to play play around with having it be different people. Yeah, like a different person every day. Yeah, maybe. Huh? Perhaps. Wow. If that works, then we'll do that. Wow, that's so like loosey goosey. I love that. I know. Remember, I naked cowboy. You have no fear, fearless. You're fucking fearless. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that's not true. We start. We opened with generalized Except the things panic. you can't change. I like it. Um, <laughs> And uh, what am I saying? Oh, so there's this guy I had a very intense connection with, and it was like this, like, it was very overwhelming feeling. And my psychic was like, oh, this whole thing. We died together in Pompeii, and we died in each other's arms, but we hadn't slept, to, had sex or anything. And it was like, this, it was a very intense connection. We hadn't slept together. It was, a, you know, and it was like... So you started fucking, and then the volcano hit We started hit fucking, you and vo- volcano you. hit us, froze us together. <laughs> but yeah, basically, and I was like, "This sounds like your thing of your girl coming up and saying, I hear you're the real deal.' And yeah, like this is the dumbest shit. But why? Yeah, it's happening. I'm yeah, seeing yeah, it with yeah. my own eyes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm open to anything. I know that uh, a lot of my, you know best choices and ideas and theories got me in a lot of bad situations and in a lot of pain and a lot of these theories have made me feel better mm-hmm. and you know maybe it's medicinal maybe it's like you know um like delusion whatever it is it's working i love it yeah whatever it is it's, it's fucking working. working my old system belief system being your own being your own god is very dangerous and i think very painful mm. you know because everything you know that's negative is bad and everything's positive is good whereas you know which can be uh you like surrendering a little bit surrender yeah. it's very hard for me to do I, I can't do it on a daily basis i have to work on doing it right and it's a muscle like you mentioned earlier yes and but surrendering is is number one letting go not trying too hard letting things happen because the <laughs> bottom line if you stop trying to control things mm-hmm the universe goes on. Things keep happening. Right. You, you, you Without know. your willing it. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think we think it's... In, in you don't have to intently focus on the plane landing for the plane to land. For the plane, it's, it's fine. The pilot's going to land The good news it. is the universe is like, got this. Right. Like, the sun will rise and fall without your help. Like, I mean, and I think that Americans... That Ecclesiastes? Are very... <laughs> <laughs> Ecclesiastes, another black comic. It's <laughs> the new black comic show. Amiglia, I now introduce Ecclesiastes. Yo, my man. Just, just sign with Dave Becky. You're going to love him. Are you a Dave Becky? You just got a deal. No, 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 I'm not I was just going to, if you said yes, I was going to say, why is everyone with Dave Becky? I mean, I love, I, he's a great manager, obviously, but everyone's with him. It's just so obvious. I thought for sure you were with him. No, no. <laughs> just no, because you're doing no. very well. All his clients are huge. Yeah. Yeah, he's got Aziz. He's got Louis. He's got TJ. He's got yeah. everybody. Yeah. That's not everybody. That's everybody. 
not everybody. That's so alt of you to think yeah, that's everybody. He's got everybody that's my friend. Yeah, he's got all your friends. Yeah, he's got all my friends. Yes, yes, yes. No, yeah. I am with uh, Jimmy Miller. I don't know that person. Yeah. Jamie Miller? Jimmy Miller? Mm, I know Jamie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You will like Jimmy Miller, and you should get him in your life. Jimmy Miller. Jimmy Miller. Well, I have a man. I don't mean to have... I know, I'm sure you have a man. He's, no, he's I, in your I wasn't life saying that a, defensively, but yeah. I, I don't know if my manager wants me being polyamorous with other managers. Well, you're the one that thinks polyamorous. It's like, look, Dave Rath. I'm, I love you. Dave I just also... Rath. I also love this Jimmy motherfucker. And I wouldn't ask you to you're be... You're the one that just argued that it's, yeah. it's okay with other women, That's but not with I'm other saying. men. Yeah, you have no. more loyalty than men that you're not fucking than to women you are fucking. That's true. Dark. No, I, I don't... I, I'm not even... I know I'm interested in that. No, but, I know but. it's a very interesting concept, and I, I'm very interested in things that make me nervous and scare me, and that makes that's me what it is. I me. like breaking down anything that's you assumed. You like adrenaline? Are you an adrenaline addict? No, you're a panic addict, cortisol addict. I do enjoy uh, stress a little bit. You yeah, know. I think you feel alive. In but time that's of that's crisis. the whole thing. Is is uh, well, that's evolution. It's like some people see cortisol as a threat. Some people see it as an opportunity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do you yeah. know what I just learned that if you do this for two minutes, I'm putting my arms up in the uh-huh. air. Uh, it raises your testosterone and lowers your cortisol, like really considerably. Yeah, deep breaths. Yeah, lower uh, your or cortisol. standing like a Wonder yeah. Woman. And you know what raises your cortisol? What? Looking at light, aka cell phones. No. Yes, all day. Well, I'm glad that's I don't really is. do that. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't look at it within 30 minutes of going to bed. Light. Light. You shouldn't look at your cell phone. Love it. Cortisol. I just got light canceling blinds from my bedroom. <laughs> really? Yeah. You me know too. why? Because melatonin. You have to. Thrives in darkness. Do you take melatonin? No, because it's a hormone, and yeah. if you start taking it, your brain will go like, "Oh, I guess we get this." From we this can pill stop, now. but we can stop. Yeah, yeah and yeah, melatonin yeah, yeah, is yeah. the greatest. Yeah, <laughs> it's everything. It's, serotonin is the greatest. What's serotonin? Serotonin is like serotonin's like, a black comedian. <laughs> <laughs> serotonin, ladies and gentlemen, I now bring you serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> he just dances for 40 minutes. What is serotonin? Serotonin is a chemical um, that is responsible for happiness. I love it. That is really light activated you, serotonin. Okay. And when you're depressed, you have a serotonin uh, deficiency. Uh, deficiency. You don't, mm. Your brain doesn't make enough serotonin. Well, you must know my favorite thing, which is that uh, 50% g- g- genetic set point, or 60% maybe, that's mm. your happiness. Ooh. Then 10%, you're not oh. going to like this, uh-uh. is uh, wealth and status. Who your manager is. And your manager, Jimmy. <laughs> and then the uh, and then like 40% or something, I, I didn't do the math, yeah. 40 or 30 or whatever is remaining, yeah. is intentional activity. Only if that the job that your status is in, if a high status is rewarded. Whereas in comedy, a high status is punished. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, in sure. comedy, low status is better. Yeah, that's right. Than high, it is high status. Yeah. All right. Here's the final thing. Yeah. Uh, can you think of the hardest time you've ever laughed? And don't feel panic. I love that question. That's such a good question. Yeah, it's, it's not a hard question. And it doesn't have to be like a great story. No, that's a really, really good question. I think one of the hardest times I've ever laughed was, <laughs> and this is so alt of me, because I always, Sebastian. It was when I told the story about the sprinklers. The, that was the hardest was, I've ever was, seen a person like That was very, <laughs> very <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold on. I have to pee so bad. We've been in here for five hours. I know. You can't make me laugh okay. right now. We both have to pee. I have to pee so bad, but I have to. I like. I, you can tell the story, and then we'll be done. Yeah, hold on. I'm holding but there's, you hostage. But this is such a good. But, but this is such a. If you've listened this far, if anyone's still listening, yeah. I've lost so much respect for you. 
<laughs> I can't imagine this is just for us at this point. She's just like, she's like, you're. Katie's Katie, doing great. No, Katie's doing helicopters with her hands for the past <laughs> fucking 20 minutes. It's very rare, but I know the Katie that's dying to go, and it's not this Katie. And, um,. I remember one of the hardest – the problem is I laugh at really tragic things. So sometimes – yeah, I know. So sometimes – I've some of the hardest times I've ever laughed is when people tell me that like they're – you know, a friend of mine once told me that um, – because I just – I learned to process tragedy by laughing. I can't take uh-huh. it in because once I absorb it, it's like I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I feel too hard. The fortress is up and a friend of mine told me that his um, friend – <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Had cancer in his sinuses, oh, so they oh, so no. they had to dig out like his face. Oh no! And the guy, oh no! <laughs> and, to dig out, and he's telling me about this operation where they had to dig out his face to cut the cancer out, and they had to take out his cheekbone, and he had like this concave face, and he's going on, and I. Literally was laughing. He's like, what? And I was like shaking and kind of my eyes were watering. And he was like, took it as it was so sad that. Oh, and I was crying. I was shaking and I literally almost like I almost like shit my pants. I remember yes. I remember shaking so hard and I was like, you know what? Hold on. And I went to the bathroom and I was laughing so hysterically. Like it was literally just years of emotion that hadn't yes, been released. Yes. Like we're coming out. And that's usually what laughter is. It's us releasing right. so much emotion. So. When someone tells me something really horrible, I start laughing a lot. Don't get me started on Newtown. Um, but I think one of the hardest I ever laughed in person was Brody Stevens at the Comedy Store. Yes. Um, at in, But I think – I have a lot of thoughts about Brody and how funny he is. But he was it was New Year's Eve. For you guys, I'm sure you know Brody Stevens. Very funny. Um, and uh, – it was New Year's Eve. He was ringing in the New Year. He was he was bringing. <laughs> he was, he, Brody rings in every New Year, no matter where you are, if he's there like, or not. It was like literally, he was ringing the New Year. He comes out. He's being so funny. You know, I take my mom to lunch. I pay half. I ate one eight till I die. All the shit we've heard. <laughs> We're dying, laughing in the back. It's like me. I remember Crystalia. Like a bunch of us are laughing. He's bombing. I mean, just eating shit. No one knows what to do. He gets pissed off at the audience, and he's like, I just remember he said this. He just is like, oh, I'm bombing on New Year's Eve. Are you sure? Like, I'm bombing. And then he goes, oh, really? Well, I will ruin your New Year's. And I was just like, I will ruin your New Year's. It's just like. I will ruin ruin your your New New Year's. But like, like, for someone to say that, and all these people are, by the way, they're just there to laugh. And like we said earlier, they're just trying to have a good time. And a lunatic threatens their New Year's. It was just like, think about all these people who like went home and they're like, I went to this comedy club last night and this comedian tried to ruin my New Year's Eve. It's just like, it's so fucked up. Like, it was just like, we were crying. And it was also funny because this audience is sitting there, like, looking at him, just, like, waiting for something something they understand. Like, I went to a Simpsons table read. It's like, what? It was just Christmas. When could you have gone to that? Like, they just don't understand what's happening. And three comics that we're all dying in the back. We're like, so they think a joke is like being played on them. And it was just thinking about these people who had spent like two. They can hear you laughing. They hear us laughing. So they don't understand what's happening. These people spent $100 on a ticket 
to cut. There's balloons on the ceiling. Like it's midnight. It's like ten, nine, eight, and they're just they just want to be like ruin your New Year's with balloons, balloons above you. Like they're just these are like couples, like older couples who just saw like John Caparulo and like you know like you know Kirk fights Ecclesiastes, just, oh, Ecclesiastes and sodomized. What was it? Serotonin and, and these people are trying so hard to have a good time. And just be at a New Year's celebration. It's like an older couples, you know? And him, and they just don't, they want to find him funny. They just truly don't understand. And he's turning on them. It was so funny. I mean, we were, I mean, I was, I couldn't, I was gasping for air. I remember being like in physical pain. I was like worried if I was, I just like didn't know if I was going to get through it. I, I didn't. will ruin your New Year's. I will, I will. He was like, oh yeah? Oh Yeah. Can you imagine going to a comedy club? And Brody, you have to kind of be savvy about comedy to yes, know. Yes. You have to be savvy about Los Angeles. Yes. You have to be savvy about why the Valley is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. these are people who are just from the Valley who yeah. drove in, who are just like trying hard, working hard, like saving up their money <laughs> to come to the from comedy the store. Valley. Got a babysitter. They can't wait. They're holding their little blowy things to go like. They're hold. They're on the table, and they just want to have a good time. And he just has a fucking meltdown. Can you imagine? What? And then, because the whole, it's also, so, it gets funnier the more you think about it. Because when you think about this, these people who, because when you have New Year's, all of January, February, March, and April, people ask you what you did for New Year's. Yeah. So these people had to tell uh, everyone. Well, a lunatic. Well, I went me. to the comedy store. How was it? Yeah. Well, this guy just yeah. like yelled at me yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. told me he'd ruin my New Year's. Yeah. And oh, it was just so. All I want is a teacher that says, "I will ruin, ruin your, your New, New Year. Year, your New Year's." Because <laughs> it's it's not Christmas. It's like New Year's Eve, and it's probably a bunch of people who are sober. Because they can't, yeah. you know what I mean? To go to the comedy store on New Year's Eve is such a specific kind of person. Yes. And for him to be, it was so Oh, that's funny. so good. That, no, it those were two incredible answers. It was, I just remember, I think about it to this day, I just remember crying <laughs> and being like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. I remember, you know when you're laughing so hard, you can't, oxygen can't go in, yeah, it can't yeah, yeah. go out, your ribs are like all clenched. Yeah. You have to give like an override. Oh, it was, we were, Chris was there and Chris was just like, ah, ah, like, you know, when something's so funny, you yes. don't even know how to laugh at it. We, there's a, there was like a new laugh that we all discovered. Chris D'Elia was literally just screaming like a, like a, um, like a swan. Have you ever seen a swan get yes, nasty when, there's, when there's like, ah, like he was yelling. Sebastian was just like, Nodding his head, no. Like it was every comic was laughing in a totally new a way. New laugh. Saw a new laugh from every comic. Like San Tripoli was like, <laughs> like it was just every comic had a, it was unbelievable. It was so funny. So that might have been the hardest because it was also just like this intersection of what comedy is and 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 it was like us. Everyone else did well, by the way. That's important. Killing. Like it was a good crowd. Killing. Everyone was killing. It came to a screeching halt. <laughs> screeching halt. And this is maybe the screeching halt. It was going swimmingly. You can hear the balloons oh, rubbing against no, each other. <laughs> no, no, people were unwrapping their, 
their little horn that they're getting. People are just waiting. They're like, oh, the guy that comes out at 11.45 is the best comic, the yeah, most fun, the yes, most effervescent. Yes. They're like, oh, here he is. And then they introduce him. This is the guy that's going to ring in the new year. You're going to spend your 2006 with Brody Stevens. And he comes out. And he's just like, 818 till I die. I live in the valley. I take my mom to lunch, and, I, and they're just like, what's going on? I don't understand. I have black and white headshots. I'm modeling for Jewish Monthly or whatever it is. And they're like, okay, they're waiting. I will ruin. I will. Oh, yeah, I will ruin your New Year's. And then he had to be like, ten, nine, He's still eight. Yes, they had to ring in the New We had to watch him ring in the New Year's with all these people who were just like, seven, six. And then it was like, happy New Year's. And everyone was like, oh. everyone felt so bad about it. It was so funny. He it was still funny. had to do Yes, of course. <laughs> Can you imagine? And these people, it was so funny. Oh my god! It was it was one of the it was like the funniest fifteen minutes. They were he was just bombing horribly. We're dying. And in the that's back. how he started his New Year. We and, <laughs> we all, I mean, it was that's how he he literally it had to be like Brody countdown. And he's like ten. Nine. Yeah, this is going to be a good year, isn't it? It was so funny. I wish there was a video of that oh, more than it, I, I, I can't. It gets funnier the more I think. Because the more I think about it, it's, it gets the more you progress as a comic, the funnier that becomes. It, get, it appreciates in value. Yes. The more you think about it. It's like m- an investment. It's a hundred. It's a fine How much line. money do you have in the stock market? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of investments, so just how much? Fine. <laughs> No, seventeen million dollars. There's nothing. Seventeen. Seventeen million dollars. Oh, straight. In a face. white. In a white Kangol hat. Ooh. That is some good diving. That is some good. Good diving. Thank you so much for doing I this. I have to pee so Let's bad. go both pee. You out of your pussy. Do you have announcements to make or yeah, something? Out of my dick. Do you have to make announcements? Are you? You say keep it crispy. That's how the show ends. Oh, is that from here? Yeah. Is that? I feel like no. I'm... The other people say it. I've we do heard say of that. It. Yeah, people say it in life, but we say it on the show. Do I have to say it? You say it. Keep it crispy. That's perfect. That was that was, <laughs> was, was terrible. I feel like that was the worst one. No, no, that was great. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 